Extreme PC UK. Hi and welcome to episode 60 of Extreme PC UK podcast. Today is the 27th of Jan and I'm Nick, your host, also known as Extreme PC UK on Steam. Today on the show we got... Hello, it's Trev and on Steam and Twitch I am Trainspotting Trev. Hi, I'm Shao and on Steam I'm Shellbug. Hello, I'm Ahmet, uh, Turkish Moose in most games. I'm a game developer and I like to chat about games. Hi, I'm Reaper Steve, uh, Reaper Steve on Twitch, Twitter, and I think every other social media website you could possibly imagine. I am a stream team manager from Blackout Gaming, and I'm also a esports manager for their uh, PUBG. What are you on Steam, dude? I am. Uh, I'm also Reaper Steve on Steam, okay. but I tend to change my name quite a lot, unfortunately. He's just uh, Reaper well, Steve all round. Reaper Steve. Welcome, Reaper Steve. Welcome, mate. We've had Amit on, I think, did we have him on last month? Yep, Amit's been on. Yeah, so he's, <coughs> what, he's done one, but this is Steve's first one, so welcome, buddy. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Uh, so yeah. it's quite funny, because we're getting a few people from a few different backgrounds, different areas, because uh, you specialise in like, esports, Amit obviously specialises in uh, games development, Shell specialises in uh, America. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> what do I specialise in? Haggis. Then? he's a proper nerd but yeah welcome <laughs> to the show people um steve's on our live show i has been on a few times your name is guitar man but um yeah steve's on our live show now uh every wednesday so uh, come see him on there and he's got his own big community and everything he does all his own esports stuff so check him out it's reaper steve on twitch as well and yeah, that brings us uh, into the start. If you've got any questions, send them to contact at extremepcuk.co.uk. Uh, and as you all know, just all follow us, Extreme Peace UK, on all the social media. And the main one, which is the Discord, I say every single month the same thing. It's getting a bit tiring. Uh, that is getting really busy on here. And it is actually, we're getting lots and lots of people coming in to the Discord, yeah. which is pretty It's cool. a daily thing, man. We have to actually, like, you know, yeah. we're saying hello to several people on a daily basis. We actually ask him where people are coming from now. Like they come and we're like, oh, how'd you find us? And it's like, oh, do you know what? I had the weirdest one the other day. And if you're listening, fair play to you. Uh, I said to one guy, oh, how did you find us? I was on Google. I just done a search for games uh, communities and yours came up. Oh, really? I thought That's that was really pretty cool. amazing. That's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like just it's came up for gaming communities. It's crazy how um, how just a quick Google search can stop you from being like discombobulated and give you the right answer immediately of where you need to be. But the funny oh, man, thing I'd, is, I'd be screwed in my job without Google. Tell you that much. But the funny thing is, I haven't put myself like obviously I've got a nice website and everything, but I haven't ever set up any of the listings to be on the ranking because you don't have to. I don't need to because my website's yeah. more like oh I go and talk to someone. They talk about a computer and I say here's my business card. Check out my work. They go to my website, so I never bothered with it. Um, mm. And it's like the SSL certificate. Like I just haven't renewed it because it's like they want stupid amounts of money and. The thing is, you well, don't need to download or put your details into my site anywhere. So it's like, if it says it's unsecure, I don't really care because it's just looking at pictures. You know? What's an SSL certificate? I'm it's confused. to say that your site's, your site's secure. So basically, it's a few hundred quid to have it on your site. And all it does is puts a green padlock at the top rather than a red padlock. Really? So when Every people, year? Yeah. So when people see it, they... Li- well, it's a few... It's quite, it's, it's quite a lot of money to have my website a year. Um, hmm. Because of all the stuff I've got on there. But... It's just really annoying. I don't see the point of paying something. If I had like PayPal or bank details or people was buying machines from my site, 
then I'd have it because it needs to have yeah, that to show that it's money and side. stuff. And yeah, yeah, it's different at that point because you, you're 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 becoming a financial um, yeah. institution, not an institution as such, but you know you become a, a financially backed. Yeah, but it's it's more for me. My website is so people can go there, they can, and it's just a way for them to get into our communities, watch the stream and stuff like that. I've got everything in one place; people can go and see it. So if you go there, it says unsecure. Don't worry about it. Mm. Trust okay. us. <laughs> Trust like everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's now like, yeah, all right, we won't go to that site ever again. <laughs> but then we get quite a lot of traffic through the site. It's pretty cool. But right, should we move on? Should we move on to the news? Because we've got quite a lot yeah, yeah. of show. Um, yeah. First bit of news, I believe, is yours, Trev. Yes, um, I like reading up a lot about my hardware components. As does um, Hans Magel from Hell, and we like our GPUs. Um, and it's an official thing, actually, Nick. I thought before it was rumoured, but it's an official thing. Okay. NVIDIA recently uh, teased in an official presentation uh, their uh, upcoming GTX, and I said GTX, not RTX, 1660 and 1660 Ti cards. Now, I know what you're thinking. A another version of one of their older cards. Yeah, you're thinking, oh, old architecture, they're just trying to make more money, saturated, blah, blah, blah. But I read into it a bit more. And there is actually a little niche in the market for these cards because they have essentially got the Turing architecture, okay. like the new cards do, but without the bells and whistles. So no ray tracing, no DLSS, um, which enables them to offer the cards cheaper, yeah. uh, but still give the power of, I mean, if I'm placing it somewhere, I'm looking at a graph here of where it stands. Yeah. And it's kind of... It's a little bit less power than a RTX 2060. It's yeah. probably the equivalent of like a 2050 or a 2050 Ti. Yeah, the if thing they is, took for, it out. for all the graphics cards, you've always had these low-end cards, like GT cards yep. and things, that people don't really... If you're a gamer, you don't really use them unless you're really low-end, or it's a sort yeah. of entry-level yeah. card that people, when they buy their first gaming PC, they get this crap card in there, and they play a game, and it plays on barely on the lowest settings, and then that's where they realise, oh... PC World told me this card was good in my PC I bought from PC World all in one, and oh. uh, it's not actually I, as good as it's, it's meant to be. I think I think there is a place for these because um, this day they're talk, probably is. They're, yeah, they're talk, they're talking a price <laughs> of maybe between two fifty and three hundred US dollars. Oh really? And it would be uh, yeah, exactly. And it'll be competing with like a Radeon R RX five ninety. Yeah. So you know, it's the clock speeds are higher than an RTX twenty sixty. Oh really? Yes, fifteen hundred. Uh, the RTX twenty sixty is uh thirteen sixty five base clocks, and the GPU boosts are higher uh, as well. So, I think there's a great market for that, and they're out next month, actually, guys. So, at first I thought, ah, oh, it's come almost on. like it's the card they've brought out to just hang on to that that old gen card, just to hang on that little bit longer and make some little bit more money out of it before everything switches over into the new tech. Nick, yeah. I'm surprised they never brought out another GTX card until now because there was still more life in that in that architecture. You, you know, they bring out so many cards. But the thing they? is, like <clears throat> cards, like I said, they're so powerful nowadays. Like you, yeah. you, if I do a budget build, I do them for like 500 quid, yeah, full yeah. PC, and I put a 1050 in it. Uh, have you ever played with a 1050? Because I used one, didn't I? When oh, they're awful. I know. Was it not no, a 1050 not, Ti? No, 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 yeah, I had a 1050 Ti, but even if you use a 1050. 
you're still getting high settings on like oh, 1080 you, screen. You need to tap the TI, man. You can't use just the 1050. You struggle for 1080p, yeah, 60 you're, FPS. You're, you're like a professional gamer. I'm talking about people that get into it. So say, yeah, say my guess. friend rings me up and he says, oh, my mate wants a PC for his kid. You know, uh, that's what you go for. 500 quid, all all done. Yeah. That's why you can't have more than one card in the system because that's that's the cards you need. That's what they play on. That's what they get used to. And then those cards were more popular in the laptops, I think, though, Nick. To be honest, you they were popular. The 1050 Ti's weren't they? 1050s are really popular. Oh, the Ti's especially more. It gives you that extra boost. I think sometimes, Trev, with you, it's because you're so high up the chain with your computer. You've always got the latest tech, so Mm. I don't think you are down with all the kids that are like using these cards. (laughs) But there's a lot of people (laughs) using 1050s. Oh no, there is. They wouldn't be. They wouldn't bring them out if there wasn't a market for them. Yeah. Yeah. But I think these cards will compete because, like, there's six gig of VRAM and stuff as well. So I think there'll be a place for them come next month, and I'm curious to see how many um, uh, NVIDIA will sell. Yeah, well, they will sell. I should think they'll sell quite a lot because it it looks like the thing is for that price point, though. I think it's it's quite a high little price point for what's out there. Because well, well, what what was the twenty? What was the last RTX card about? Twenty sixty? No. What was yeah. the last RTX? I think it was a 2060. Yeah, yeah and that and that was for that was 350 dollars, man. So that's, yeah, that's a, a quite high-powered card, though, as well. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's like, nice. we'll see. Like, obviously, I build a lot of computers for people, and mm. it normally comes small, medium, or large. To be quite frank, people will say to me, "What's your budget?" And it'll be up to like 700 quid, between 700 quid and 1500, maybe to two grand. And then you get mm. the people that are two over two grand. They're like all in. Let's have it all. Um, yeah, let me get two titans, please. Yeah, but the the ones that are under <laughs> under seven hundred, it's normally a ten ten fifty or a ten fifty Ti. I'd go for, uh, because yeah. I only use like the best parts anyway. So where you'll go to like some shop, they might put in a really crap PSU, crap motherboard. Then they'll put the graphics card and the CPU good, so that it looks on paper like it's a really good computer. Whereas me, mm-hmm. I will have a Corsair power supply. I'll have all of the uh, decent cables. It'll be modular. So I'll make it look like a proper nice... It'll have a nice case rather than a cheap £20 case. I'll have more of like an £80 upwards case. You know, so... I think that's the difference. There's a difference between someone who's doing it for money and someone who's doing it for love, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is, every product I've ever put out, even if it's only a £500 computer, like, I built one for um, Steve in the chat, a friend or foe, and I built one for his, his kid. And... You know, the computer, when we turned it on and that, it was really nice. It was a Ryzen build, but it was a really nice little computer. Um, and it did get really lucky, actually, because I bought a case and they had two versions of it. They had a glass side and a plastic side. And basically, they sent the plastic side, but they had, they had advertised it as glass. So it turned up and I'm like, what is this crappy piece of plastic on the side of this? <laughs> it looked horrible. So I rang them up and complained and they sent me out a piece of glass. And then I looked uh, a week later and it was like another extra 35 quid or something. So managed to wow. get a bit of glass for free, and his case looked wicked, and he got a really nice build for a really good price. So, nice. But yeah, so you GTX 1660, we have to keep an eye on that. To be fair, I haven't really been watching for the new cards. Since I got the 2080, I've sort of switched off. <laughs> no, so, for, don't forget the TA as well, man. Yeah, but it's, I think <laughs> for me, it's because I do it for a job, I, I know I'm going to come across these components at some point when someone wants them. So it's like I wait till then. I don't, I don't follow it. See how you do, Trev. You're, you're enthusiast by it. You want to see it. Mm. You want to know all about it. I just wait yeah. until it's there and then I learn about it when it's around. Unless it's something really big, top end. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. <laughs> right. 
What's the next bit of news we've got, Steve? I believe you've got the next bit of news. Yeah, um, Anthem uh, VIP demo dropped this weekend. And uh, it, it wasn't really the best start for Anthem as far as... Okay. Obviously, I appreciate it's a demo. And I'm going to go out there and say it straight away. It's not finished product. They've announced, obviously, these these demo drops for uh, every couple of weeks until the actual game drops itself. Yeah. But you'd expect them to be ready to drop something where paying customers are going to be able to play it. Well, they actually made one really big mistake. They gave it to Dr. Disrespect, didn't they? Uh, yeah, uh, Dr. Disrespect was playing it. I haven't, oh, I haven't seen hilarious. the clip. I've heard, I've heard of the clip. Um, classic what happened to him. He started playing it. He was there for about two hours on their server screen saying broken. Yeah. And he just started. <laughs> oh. he done it. You know, like he does the really good video reels on that. Yeah. He had one where he's in a street and he's in a phone box and he's like, right, I'm ringing up the CEO of the devs. This is out of order. And he's like, yeah, you yeah. can get it sorted now. Otherwise, I'm going to start slating you. And he's like... BioWare had a bit of a nightmare with it. Oh, yeah, they, they, they had a massive nightmare. <laughs> and it's like a huge PR sort of bust. Yeah. Nick, well, did, yeah. you see, did you see him in Sea of Thieves when he played that briefly? He had yeah. the cannon to the left-hand side and out the end of the cannon, his head popped out. <laughs> yeah, and, that. That from the and then he went between different scenes. He would just shoot himself out the cannon and make that kind of funny noise. It was flying across the screen. What's guys, crazy about it is, entertainment. Well, I think what's crazy about it, like from the from a perspective of Twitch, uh, especially because Twitch is what I use as my main sort of uh, source of watching games and as well as playing games and same. that. I love it. Um, I'd rather watch it live where it's unadulterated and things can go wrong yes. and things can go really right. Yeah. Um, when I watched it, I haven't paid into it. I haven't wanted to just yet. It's an EA game made by Bioware and. Everyone knows what EA like, so I'd rather wait until <laughs> I see some reviews come out of it. So I jumped lovely, into a few streams. They're very, they're really cool. <laughs> I can't, I, I love them. I love the uh, microtransactions. My yeah. favorite part of gaming. We could go um, to the loot box conversation again. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I th- I think the thing with it is this. Okay, it's gonna be. It looks really good, but it looks like Warframe. It looks like Destiny. It looks like. Um, a ton of other games that have already precursed it, but that's the kind of genre that it is. Yeah, it's not my kind of game. Like I, I got offered because one of the guys put in a load of VIP um, tests in the chat, didn't they? I don't know yeah. who it was, um, but I was talking to Action Zombie, and he was saying he's been playing it through the guy that put the codes in there. And he's like, look, there's one more if you want to have a go, Nick. And I was like, look, to be fair, graphics look really nice, but it's it's a sort of Destiny game. I didn't really get on with Destiny mm. that well. I was speaking to a few of the guys in my community about it and I said, do you, want, do you want to see it being played? I've got a VIP code. I can jump in and do some stuff. And every one of them were like, not right now. I want to see what it looks like in a couple of weeks' time when it's done. Yeah. Well, can I chuck my hat into the ring of conversation yeah, real quick? So what Nick said with Destiny, uh, I'm quite surprised you didn't like Destiny because I know you like these kind of games, but it's very uh, progression. It. it's very progression heavy. Yeah. And it's all about leveling up. You're meant to feel like you're weak at the beginning and you're getting stronger and stronger, even if you as a player is really good. And what happens is sometimes, like, like when you played Destiny, when I played Destiny, not to say that I didn't like the game, uh, it's just not my cup of tea, where I, I have to progress with weapons and it takes long to kill and, you know, you can't skip ahead and it's all very... Like you, it feels like you have to do all this stuff and it gets dragged out like among a long, you know, a long time. And even in the trailer that they released of Anthem... <clears throat> where they kill them guys and it's like some random piece of loot that's just dropped out their bum hole. Um, <laughs> and, and it's like, what is this weapon? And it's like, oh, it's something's rage or like some weird name. And everyone's like, oh, nice. And I'm For watching some it, reason, like, 
when you said bumhole, I had an instant reminder of scum. Oh yeah, yeah the the the, this, the gold gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah what's the, what is it? The yeah. prison wallet. Yeah, uh, I, Nick. Why don't you like Destiny? I mean, like you love like loot and getting new stuff and all yeah, that. Destiny came out. I got it straight away, and I started playing it with one guy, and then they stopped playing it, and then so I was already in, a little way into it, and then I started playing it with Lee on our own. We played it for a few hours, and the game kept crashing at a certain point. So we put it down, and then the whole of our community got on it. By that point, I'd sort of, you know, when you play a game and you get off it, what, and you start what destiny again, is this? Is this Destiny Two you're destiny talking about? Destiny Two, yeah. Mm. And I, so I got on and off, on and off, on and off. And then when you guys got on it and you all started getting really into it, I was already a bit done with that game because it gave me so much a nightmare in the beginning. I loved the graphics of it, and I love how smooth it was. It looked really, really nice on my monitor and that. But mm. it's, I like things where you loot up. And the, you play your playtime, your guns show. See, the thing is with Destiny, you 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 go up with levels of same as everybody else. So if I play with you, Trev, and we just play for like ten days straight, we both level up. But we're both just picking up random weapons. There's nothing you pick up and you can go, I got this weapon that well, no one's got. It's, it, it's the grind, but you've got to do it in a particular way. You, if you just play it normally, you'll pick up some stuff. But really what you have to do is to bring out events and stuff where you have to go and do this mission or this like BR mode or something and you'll get a, like a super duper gun at the end of it or yeah, but it's a not key a or something. Gun. Like... like I'm talking what about. Do you want? What do you want to go into? You get different. You can definitely you can scan it and stuff. So yeah, but make no, what it I'm saying different. is, this is my point. What I'm saying is, I like to play. Say someone said to me, play the game for two thousand hours or unlock a golden gun. I'd hmm. play that for two thousand hours just so I can have that golden gun. So when people can see me, they're like, oh man, he's played it for two thousand hours. He's got that gun. That's yeah. You I'm could do really. You could do that, really rubbish in the game. That happens in D2. You graph for guns, different guns. Not everyone yeah, has the, the top is, tier guns. When you're playing at the same level and there's loads of people the same level as you, they've all mm-hmm. got the same guns, haven't they? They've all got well, they're different, but they're all there's such a well, mate, it's like no offense. You're, you're not you're not going to get like one gun that barely anyone else has got. No offense, man. <laughs> these guys are seasoned pros, so not everyone will have these top top guns. You have to put in serious amount of time and effort and hours to get the top top guns. Yeah, but I that's what I'm saying. It. it was very repetitive as well. Doing okay. the same same thing and same thing over and over again, and I just well, found it, it is, really grindy. As an FPS game, man. Even fair. for me, I found yeah. it grindy. I think the thing with it as well. I mean, you you look at games like that. You look at games like Division, for example, which is another good good sort of loot shooter. Um, I mean, good loot shooter in the sense that it didn't really have an end game, but a good loot shooter nonetheless. You're going to have games where you know the, it's everyone for everything. And no one's going to have one individual item that no one else can have because that's just the genre of games that we're playing at the moment. You know, it's it's like the No Man's yeah, Sky thing. No game is ever, no yeah. game is ever going to be, you know, like what they advertise No Man's Sky of being of where you'll never see another person because you're in a massively multi-generated universe. And then just really like don't see another person because they're not actually in the same server. Yeah, but <laughs> what I mean by that, what, what I mean is, as in, like, you know, you're not going to have. You're not going to have so many different guns in one game that you'll have something completely different from the next person. It's impossible for devs to do that, and I don't know if Armit will agree with me on. But it's that that's way yeah. too much as far as the de- uh, development's concerned at the moment. Yeah, see, for I'll me, a game that I would like is a game where, yeah, you might have thousand guns in the game, but then the the drop rate of them guns or you getting that that gun is say. 10 guns out of it are super super rare. Only five of them are put into the game world. And then so you can trade with other people and stuff, but that gun 
is one that there's only very limited. So when you see someone with it, you know they're, they're shit hot. Yeah. If you know what I mean. That's yeah. what I'd like. But Destiny seemed very much like, we're jumping in, let's all go here, let's all go there. And to be fair, when I got back into it, I'd forgotten about the gameplay and how to play it and stuff like that. And everybody was just running <laughs> around and I felt like I was just running around behind them. Yeah, you can't just jump straight back yeah. into it after a while out. It's got that kind of learning curve. It's being and... fun for me. It started being yeah. a bit like Elder Scrolls. We got into Elder Scrolls and I got into that because I wanted to explore and I wanted to go around and, and get special loot and buy like sell things and earn things. And when I got on with everybody, it was them doing dungeons and it was like, let's just run through this dungeon as quick as possible, get to the end, get their loot. Let's start another dungeon, run through the yeah, dungeon. Yeah. And I was like, this ain't fun for me. I'm running through a dungeon, just killing everything I can. I want to explore. I want to immerse myself in this whole world. I don't want to but run through a dungeon. Though with that though instead of play, like blaming the game maybe blame your friends <laughs> like get <laughs> the same play style as you well, I was yeah playing i get that completely yeah <laughs> i know i was playing with you guys as well but but, I, I mean back on kinds, and we didn't we didn't do dungeons we were just running around and yeah you were kind of like the kid who would always wander off and we had to find out where you were hi uh, so is yeah. as well i'm just I'm, I'm, I'm over me. here they kept getting up me because I kept going to like, you're running through a dungeon, I see a cage on the right, I go to open it. Like, you what would you pick opening? everything up, dude. You were like a magpie. You're like, oh, it's shiny. I have to loot every single thing. In fact, I'm going to shoot you and loot your body. That's how much I love loot. Yeah, but that's what I like that to do. That sounds like, like me with Escape from Tarkov. Yeah, pick up everything <laughs> and then sell it. Don't, don't play Tarkov, him, dude. He'll shoot you in the back and take yeah. the gym. Yeah, I mean to to talk about to back on to back on the subject, so to speak, at least anyway. What what essentially is happening is Bioshock, Bioware, even not Bioshock, Bioware. I've I've at least heard some of the outcry from uh, their many thousands of tweets that I've witnessed over the weekend of people kicking off saying they can't log in and they can't get into the game. You know, the shared server system isn't working out that best for them, and this, that, and the other. And um, I think it's Chad Chad Robinson. Uh, Chad Robertson, yeah, he's the guy who, who, who works for the studio, I believe. Um, yeah. I, what, what he's basically said is, like, you know, we know there's issues. This is very much like an early setup as far as demo is concerned. We're going to push out some updates so you can continue to play the demo for the time being. And then they have, a, I think they have an open weekend, which is next weekend, I want to say. Um, but I'll, I'll double check my dates and I'll just be on the safe side. The problem with these people, what happens is a lot of people are like, why are they releasing it if it's so broken at the moment? But the thing is, until they release it to the masses, they can't test that. So they, it's like <coughs> jumping into the deep end. They just have to go all or nothing and then hope yeah. that it all goes well. And obviously some of the problems is when you when you get like millions of people trying to log in to the servers, which have only ever had a couple of hundred on, yeah. it, it's not ready for it. And then no, that's exactly. when you get the problem. Then you get the CEO, right, everyone clear this mess up now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the weekend. I want to go home. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> but um, for those who are interested and they want to read up a little bit more about what's happened, um, if you go to Twitter and just go on Anthem Game on Twitter, uh, there's there's some huge posts on there. Like day two updates uh, today, I believe it was launched about. Well, I think it was launched about early, but earlier this morning. That's after um, that's everything. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> after them sitting there going, "Oh my god, we've got five streamers with thirty-five thousand people watching them that can't play the game." So yeah, probably yeah, uh, probably worst. a good shot to have a look. Doctor Disrespect, man, he was well funny. He had about I think it was forty-five thousand people watching, yeah. and he'd been streaming for over an hour, 
and it got to the point where he'd obviously gone through all of his sequences of videos and he's like running out of, of material and he's like look he even said to people look i'm sorry and he was getting hundreds and hundreds of dollar donations while this was happening he was doing nothing and he's even like you lot are paying me and i'm doing nothing <coughs> like and uh the thing is it gets to the point yeah and this is what i like about him i don't watch him that often but when i do i think it's well funny it got to yeah. the point where he's like he's spamming the enter button to get into the server and he's like this enter button's not working if i spam it anymore it's gonna break it and then he's like right and, and someone's like why don't you set a button up to your to your feet and then all of a sudden the camera comes on yeah at, at under his desk on his feet and he's got like look my feet are a bit shy <laughs> So they start creeping into the picture, and they must—he must be doing this live. And he's got—he's got pedals on the floor, like for his steering wheel and that. And he's like, right, right, right I'm going to do this. He, he logs it up to his feet, so his feet are crump coming in the side of the camera. And then he's like—he's just like tapping, and he's like, look, no hands. And every time the server thing comes up saying servers are uh, crashed or can't get in, he's like, you see his foot just smashing his button on the floor. <laughs> you know—you know why he done the pedals? It was actually for Fortnite. There was one T2 map buttons to the pedals yeah. but he was pissed off because it wouldn't uh it wouldn't be quick enough he was doing like comparison between <laughs> his key and the pedal and he's like i am so fed up with this i spent two three hundred bucks it doesn't work it's crap i'm sending it back it's no good you know <laughs> he basically really wanted to uh he wanted to change his his build time and make his build yeah. time a lot quicker which it's a good idea, if, man. if anyone who's played fortnite you understand that building is going to be like your your lifeline in game yeah. Um. You know, like I, I'll be honest. When I play Fortnite, my Fortnite's remapped, so I, I don't have it the same way as like default controls. Everything's changed up to macro keys, so I can build quicker. But you know, the foot pedal thing is such a good idea anyway, because um, like I, I used to use pedals for um flight sim games years ago. Yeah. So but when I was in so bad, Steve. I don't understand. That. I don't. Know, I don't get his like, like yeah. flight sims and racing games. Yeah. Quite... Well, Maybe I just mean, had the wrong one. I mean, it, it does depend on the type of pedals you've got, ultimately. I mean, like, my, my old Flight Sim pedals, which are in a box somewhere in the house, you know, when I started playing Flight Sims, I ended up using it as a push-to-talk, which was the best uh, thing ever. He, he, was no a, he was a bit of a noob. He actually had his pedals initially plugged into USB 2.0. Yeah. Which, yeah, and and if you have an Oculus or a Vive headset, it has to be 3.0 or above for the fast enough response time. But it yep. still doesn't make any difference. He he wants the whole setup ideally of, uh, you know, like you sit in the chair and the chair moves and you've got the three monitors above you and it's like a like a simulator type of oh, event. Yeah, he yeah, wants yeah. that, like 10 grand's worth. Guy is crazy, but he's rich, so. I, I mean, I, I would love to play in, in that setup i've seen it at a few events i've done last year and, and i'm probably gonna end up seeing it again at a few events and doing it would be like really cool it would be really cool to use but i wouldn't i wouldn't want it in my house do you know what oh, I, mean? I, I couldn't too bloody expensive. yeah no i couldn't have that second floor of my house i'd end up going through the floor with it or something <laughs> but then i would like one of those um those 180 screens have you seen those uh the really big, ultra wide ones no 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 um it's a projector uh screen oh, projector, okay. yes 180 <laughs> degrees yeah it yeah, literally yeah. you sit into it so you're you're you have 180 degrees of vision around you again more of a flight semi type thing a, there is an issue with them though what's uh, that as you get your like your vision if you're looking straight into the, the center of it in front it's mm. fine but as soon as you start looking into the corners like of where your normal screen would end you get like mm -hmm. a fisheye effect on the actual on the actual um, graphics. It's like stretched where the oh, ball is. Okay. Um, it's alright for like peripheral vision, but if if you oh. was to try and use it to like say you're playing a flight sim, you're looking up, 
it sort of goes around. It's really weird to say it's like stretched. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Yeah, uh, I've seen a few of them being used for uh, Elite Dangerous and for yeah. games like DCS World and that. Yeah, they're the ones where you've got a little plastic door either side, don't they? And you can sort of climb in. Yeah. But yeah. Simpets. But yeah, anyway, back to Anthem. I think that's it, isn't it? I, I love yeah. how we go off topic. We are so good <laughs> to get off topic, man. See if we don't go off topic, guys. Our podcast would last an hour, so we're, yeah. you should really be thanking us. I think uh, I think for like a closing statement on Anthem, I'm interested, but not right now. I want to see what it looks like in a couple of weeks' time. It wasn't my cup of tea, Steve. Compared to Destiny, it's very yeah. different. I played the initial alpha, and I wasn't judging it too much because I knew it was like alpha or pre-alpha, but it just yeah. didn't feel the same. It's the same type of game as Destiny. It just didn't feel as good, as nice, as smooth. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. My mm. take on it is simple it feels like it's another game be reskinned bit of better graphics yeah. same thing over again destiny yeah. was about original when it came out i think for me but not not anthem we'll see i mean it's I not love, out yet it's not out yet i absolutely love the original borderlands it's a similar sort of thing isn't it with the guns i think the story in borderlands was so much better than what i've seen of destiny um borderlands Mickey Mouse graphics. <laughs> nah, well, the thing is, do you know what? I'll be honest with you. When I first started gaming, like got back into it, and Borderlands, I got it on a PC. I looked at it and I thought Mickey Mouse graphics. Everything looks like it's got but this. Cell like... shaded. It's different. No, but the thing is, I love it. I listen, you can play board. You can play Borderlands without the cell shading. You can disable it. Can you? Yeah. Yeah, but you need to like just go through your Nvidia profiler or something. Like that, oh, think. okay. Anyway, listen. So it's not quite easy as that. It's not quite as clean cut as you think it would be. Trash. Sorry, sorry, my Führer. Carry on. Man, I'll mute you in a minute. <laughs> I get a he doesn't foot... like it. He said, he I said will get a foot pedal out for you pod. lot. I'll have, I'll have four buttons. <laughs> he said I won't talk as much. And he's like, but I can't no, help but, it. So no, but the nature. reason was I was actually in the middle of saying about my no, you know you Borderlands feel. experience. Yeah, I do know how you feel now. I'll give you that. Go for it, man. Go for it. Go but for yeah, it. no, what I was going to say is when I first started playing it, I didn't want to get that game because it did look a bit cartoony. And I thought, man, I can't really get it. But the thing is, with mm-hmm. Borderlands, if you don't give it that chance, you'll never know what I'm talking about. But if you do give it that chance, play it for an hour or two hours, and it's like mm-hmm. a magical thing happens. You get so used to them graphics, they become crystal clear, and they run mm-hmm. super smooth, and you actually, I think it enhances the graphics, um, actually having it that cartoony. Because for me, I, I found that after I played it for two hours, I really liked the graphics. But before, uh, I was like... There's a mutual... Know, there's a mutual friend of ours, Nick. Um, well, I won't say his name, but there's a mutual yeah. friend of ours um, who picked up um, picked up uh, oh, no, picked up Borderlands, picked up Wizard, and honestly, I've never seen a person put so many hours in a week into the game. And I mean, like he was playing yeah. it every single day for like six, seven hours a day, maybe eight or nine hours. Have you all played um, Borderlands? Yes. Yeah, see, Borderlands, as long as you go from the first Borderlands, where it's in a desert, and it's pretty, pretty, it's pretty basic, it's very straightforward, go and do a mission, go and do a mission, but it's got a really funny <coughs> storyline. Then the, as they more of them come out, it started going a bit off track, I feel. But if you go Borderlands 1 and 2, I really, really enjoyed them. I've even got a picture of it on the wall next to me because I enjoyed it that much. And it's like we're saying about Anthem, the guns in it, in Borderlands, yeah, you, you do get random guns, you never see the same gun twice, but you do feel like... Because there's, you get different makes of guns. So if you get like a Jacob, you know that that gun is super powerful, but it's only one shot. 
and then you get another uh, type of gun, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like an electric gun, and what that gun does is you shoot it, when it runs out of ammo, you can't put a new clip in it, then you chuck the gun at the person, and then another gun pops up, and then you shoot again. Um, but in but that, I... Smart. Sorry? That's smart, that's unique, man, that's the kind yeah, of stuff... but I'm the thing is, for. what I liked about it was, you can tell by what people are shooting at you, what gun they're using. So you can feel what guns everybody's... So I can be like, oh, he's got a sniper rifle by the sound of it, which is a Jacob, so then you know. But in in Destiny, it all seemed a bit samey-samey. They've gone with the same sort of thing with the gun's skins, yeah, but you don't, they don't really tell the difference. They don't program the sounds well enough. It's, 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 um, it's, uh, it's a game that's got good sounds and it is a bit... Too fast-paced. Right. Rust for me has got the really good sounds of the guns. People, if they're experienced, can tell, ah, oh, that's a Bolte, that's a P2, yeah. because they do the sounds well, and that's important in the game to get the sounds yeah. right. Yeah, no, I do like it. It's good. It gives that next layer layer of, like, oh, I can tell that guy's up in there. I can't even see him, but I know what he's got in his pocket. Like, so. But, yeah, Anthem. Maybe we should move on. Quick, <laughs> <laughs> is Anthem got PvP? Is it all PvE? PvE, as far as more. Is it all PvP as well? Are you sure? That I, I've only seen PvP this weekend, but yeah, I have been very slack. I think it'll come out watched. eventually after like the it launches yeah. properly. This is just a demo that was out recently. That was the the, yeah. the, the beta. But um, so I was going to say, Trev, talking about demos. Yes. Let's get onto the <clears> game <throat> section, and the first yes. game we're going to talk about is a demo. And even I played this and was pretty amazed. I can't wait to hear what you guys think. Can I just say, um, we've both played the demo of the game, said game coming up, but I've actually bought and played the game, so he's kind of not telling the full truth here or the full and story. And as well, what I didn't say is I played the demo, and then uh, Hans came on the Discord, and he yeah. went to me, Nick, have you got a minute? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm playing a demo as well, but I want to test my new card. Can you tell me what frames you're getting in this, this, and this? <laughs> so I stood there. And I started working out frames of him and was trying to work out if it had ray tracing because in the game, the yeah. graphics are so so nice Dang, yeah. that, that like, when you're it's looking... It's a nice problem to have. It's a good problem to yeah, have, though. when you're yeah. looking around, you can't tell because the reflections are so good. And I've not seen ray tracing in the game yet that I've been yeah. playing. So he's like, can you work... We're trying to work it out. Next thing that comes up is, bing, you're half an hour's up if you want to buy the game. And I'm like, man, I didn't even play the so, game. The game he's talking about, because I thought he was going to steal my thunder there, um, is uh, Resident Evil 2. Um, And the thing about this game is, if you played Resident Evil 1, uh, they'd done the remaster for that as well, but it was just uh, like HD graphics, um, HD textures and stuff. They never rebuilt it. That's all they'd done. Uh, Kept them the same mechanics, etc. So I thought with this... of the one where you run... And it's like really square. You run and then you just run into a wall. Yeah, and if you, you go forward, you go it. backwards. <laughs> and if you go backwards, you go forward. Yeah, it's messed up. However, yeah. this game uh, is completely remade from the ground up. Completely remade. I mean graphics. I mean mechanics. I even mean a little bit of the storyline, although it's mostly the same. Um, and they're using their new engine, Capcom. I can't remember the name of it. It's not the best engine of all of them, but it still looks bloody good. Uh, and the demo that Nick's talking about uh, is about 10, 15 minutes into the game. Uh, and it's when you're in the police station. Yeah. Uh, you only get half an hour. So this is why Nick was a bit peeved because Hans wasted his time where I actually got a little bit of it done. That's why I was like, I'm buying the game because I loved what I saw. I was quite shocked uh, actually that you texted me straight after when I'm buying that because you yeah. weren't actually that fussed about getting into the demo, were you? 
Yeah, well, I'm glad I did. I'm so I I'm not a big believer in demos. Clearly evident by the fact that demos are not they're not died out, but they're nowhere near as. No, yeah, I get what you're saying. They were used to be. back in the day. Yeah, very important. Yeah, exactly. Mate, your PlayStation, your PC yeah. magazine, you would get your your DVD, you'd fire it in, mm-hmm. away you go. Now we don't bother. Um, I, I used to survive on a weekly basis by playing demos. Yeah, well, you can still find them on Steam. Don't get me wrong. And this this was time limited, so you could run through quite a bit of it. I don't know if there was like an end game or mission to the demo because you'd have to run through it. I wanted to play it, enjoy it, but soak it in a bit and not play it too quick. Uh, however, with poor Nick, he was just looking at the floor and how shiny it was and saying, "I hands, get a yeah. little bit in. I got, <laughs> I got to the bit because you start off in the in the police station, don't you? And then you yeah, go under you a shutter. Well, you don't start in a demo. You do. Yeah. Spoilers! 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 It's the same story as Resident Evil 2. It's 94 the same. It's not a spoiler. Spoiler. I'll spoil you, boy. You right, spoil anyway. haggis. <laughs> so, um, this, uh, so the differences between the game. So, first of all, it looks amazing. Absolutely amazing. And Nick and I and Hans were getting really it high. It's really, really uh, good frames. on his 600 by yeah. 900 monitor. It was amazing. <laughs> It looks like it's got ray tracing in it. That's what the boys were checking. It doesn't have ray tracing. It just has really good rasterization and cube maps. It, it, it looks really, really good. Too good, actually. Like, too shiny. Uh, there, was like went above and beyond. there was a few complaints that people have said about oh. you've got concrete walls, but you've even got reflections on the walls. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's uh, too much. It's like you thought you thought this through too much Capcom. You, you know, you're supposed to make it kind of realistic. But I'm not complaining. It looks a lot better. Uh, the mechanics, remember the old mechanics of the old Resident Evils where it was like a flight simulator, it was inverted. You would go forward, but you'd actually go backwards, you know? Or you'd go backwards in the control. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, forwards. yeah, yeah. That made no sense. The cameras were, were crap, the camera views, but this is a proper, there's no loading in this game at all. Like, unless you die, there's no loading. Uh, it's all room to room to room to room. It's fluid, it's fast, it's smooth. Uh, I've got the, a question uh, for you. Yes. How did you find the puzzles? <laughs> it's a bit Tomb Raider-y like that. I'm not a big fan if it's ultra-complicated with puzzles. He's been explaining stuff. You've been explaining is. stuff really funny. You were just compared that Resident Evil to a, a flight simulator. Well, because the <laughs> controls, the controls, the original controls were inverted. And you that's a flight simulator. You, you've got a lack of vocabulary going on. <laughs> do you know what I reckon you should do, Trev? What's that? I reckon what you should do is... You should do it, you know, like Dark Souls. You should get some uh, frying pans and some bananas and see how quickly you can get through the game with it as a controller. <laughs> I, I surprisingly never thought of that myself, actually. Have it's you not seen the guy that does that? Idea. does it on Dark Souls. No, I'm he, not. he completes the game, he connects all these cables up to bananas and frying pans, and when he touches each of them, it does a control, and he completes the game in Dark Souls, which is obviously well hard anyway. Okay. It's on YouTube, I think. Check it out. <laughs> Oh anyway, <laughs> the probably like same guy who uh, who did the Counter Strike game where he played with a uh, played with a steering wheel for a car game. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Again, yeah, I watched watched a guy doing that the other day, and I was just like, oh, okay, I'm done with the internet. That's when you got too much time on your hands. Yeah. Well, I recommend people try out the demo because you get half an hour it's only it's only available to the end of the month this half an hour demo so go on it quick in fact this goes out in the first so ignore that people you can't be able to play that but so how much, how much <laughs> if you played if you pl- huh 
How much and when is the release? Price. Uh, so it was out on the 25th. It's out already. Uh, it retails in Steam for £45. So what? Is that going to be like $50? Or something? <coughs> Probably around $50. Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, CD keys were doing it for £30. And that's my limit. That's it. Nick and I have discussed this before in the pods. Or can I, my limit is like up to £30 for AAA title and PC. A bit more on console. Uh, and that's within budget. Um, and you can play the game more than once because you've got your two main characters. You've got Claire and you've got... What's the guy's name again? Leon. 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 That's the guy, yes. Yeah. So you've got two. And how you... The, the the stories are a little bit different, a little bit, and there's certain keys you can pick up if you're one character, and certain things you can't with the other. And if you've played it with one character, <laughs> the other run through will be a little bit different. Uh, the characters interact in it. Um, you got your bad guys and stuff, and the the liquors, the guys with the the big tongues, you know, from the Resident Evil movies. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there playing this for a bit on Friday night for the first time. And I'm absolutely crapping my pants because I've got like a lot of the lights out. I've got the headphones on with the sound turned up. And I'm going around corners and something will jump on you. And I'm like, oh, my God. But it's not res- It's not um, Alien Isolation scary, which was really freaky. It's like a nice, chilled scary, if that makes sense. Um, <laughs> I was actually tempted then to not, do the soundboard. jump scared sort of thing. We should have. Go on, carry on talking then, Trev. We'll do it just for you. You have a soundboard. Uh, so the game, uh, Resident Evil, I highly recommend people buy it because uh, it brings back many childhood memories and Aww. it was a lot of fun and I haven't finished it yet, but I can't wait to continue it again. Well, I just had a wee look fun. on Steam and it's £59.99. Holy, that's not a fair exchange rate now, is yeah, it? Yeah, that's Turn pretty, that's pretty it was, rough. I think it might have just drowned you out there. <laughs> so if well, you I can hear myself, so who cares? Trev goes off and some creepy music comes on. That's all you can hear. Don't worry. Down to me. <laughs> but that's my game, people. So unless anyone's getting any more questions or points on it. Now, to be fair, I um, I did you enjoy really... the demo, Nick? Yeah, it's a game that I wouldn't buy. I don't think uh, unless, it was, unless it was cheap enough. Because I don't. It's, it's puzzle games aren't my sort of games. <clears> um... It's not ultra puzzly. It's a bit puzzly, and if it gets too see, if I play it for a little while and I can't figure out the puzzle. I won't rack my head and brain for hours trying to figure it out. I will go and find out the answer online if I can't do it initially, but I will try to do it myself first and foremost. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil the game by bursting my head for hours trying to figure well, it I've, out. I've learned something about myself recently, which I don't really like, but it's true. And it's You're losing your hair? No. Worse. <laughs> and I've noticed okay. it a lot. And if I mention it, you lot are all going to start kicking off at me. But the thing is, for a game like that, I've learned that... In the last two years, since you're getting loot boxes and you're getting season passes and you're getting all this sort of stuff, something mm-hmm. inside of me has changed. And it's like if a game doesn't offer me the ability to unlock, gain something or level up, then I get, interested. Really, I get bored of it. And I hate that about myself. But you need just... replayability, Nick. You always need re- if it's If a game's only seven, eight hours, I wouldn't be interested in it either. No, but it's not even that. I'm finding games which are just like normal games, like you play through the game for the story... You know, mm. and I'm finding it like well, I want to. I want more out of this. I want to get given something. Well, I don't blame you for that. Because man. of the way games have gone recently. Yeah, you've got high expectations. That's that's a good thing. These these the, the devs and the publishing studios need to rise to the challenge. Yeah, but the thing is, I go back to games that I even loved as a kid, 
like um I don't know I can't think of one off the top of my head but like I could go back to a game and then I start playing it and then I just think it sort of gives me this feeling like why am I playing this I'm playing this for no reason because I'm getting I'll, even if I complete it I've just wasted <coughs> eight hours completing it and I'm getting nothing out of it that's I've just got, too deep for me man I'm out I've gone deep <laughs> <laughs> I've gone there people <laughs> but do any of you understand what I mean though I, I, kind of. do, man. I do, I do. Yeah. So like you get Rocket League, you play it, it's over and over again, you play the same thing, but you unlock more and more and more, and you kick your car up a little bit more, and you make it a little bit more prettier, then you play it again, you do the same thing. So when I go back to games now, like a normal story game, like this Resident Evil, I look at the graphics, and that, that's enough to keep me playing it for, long enough, for a little while, but then it's like, you know, even if I complete it, I could walk away from it at that point and be like, yeah, I completed that, but it's... The new types of games are continuous. They're a continuous thing that gets updated. And it's like I'm sort of got into this this like hole where if it doesn't offer me enough unlocks and to, to have something to get, which is mm. like uh, a plus over you lot or someone I'm playing with, then it's a, I get a bit bored of it. Maybe I, I understand just need that, to, man. Maybe I just need to uh, Chill. stop playing loot box games. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think so, sir. Man. Who's the noisy one with the keyboard? Not me. Armour. <laughs> well, are you snake? Uh, <laughs> you are my favourite shell. Actually, shell, it didn't matter anyway because I was actually going to text him right at the beginning because when we started talking about Resident Evil 2, I was about to say, Armour, what are you researching there? No, <laughs> no, no, smart. no, no. I'm writing notes down because I was going to say, uh, when you mentioned you couldn't tell if it was RTX or not, um, but I've been playing with RTX recently uh, yeah. I've got my RTX 2080 now, and I've been playing with Battlefield 5. But I don't know anyone else here managed to play any RTX games yet. No. Oh, no, because you haven't got the card now, have you? No, because the only card, the only game, there was no game at the time. Battlefield didn't have uh, the patch for uh, RTX at the time, ray tracing. So, All right. never experienced it. But Tell it's us. apparently a lot better with DLSS included and improvements in ray tracing. So. Yeah, well, one of the things with the uh, RTX, I know obviously it's going to be performance heavy. Um, and it is very, it is quite performance heavy. Like it really is. Like you have to knock down like a couple of your other settings. Like if you have, because I had everything on ultra. I basically had before RTX, I had everything on ultra, uh, 1440p, uh, and even with a bit of extra resolution scaling as well. I think it was like one two five, one hundred twenty five percent resolution scaling, uh, and I was getting sixty fps minimum. Uh, so it was fine and it was really good. And then when I turn RTX on, even on the lowest setting, I had to lower some of the other settings anyway. Uh, it is, had, it's very demanding. You never had ray tracing on Ultra, do Surely even after the patch, that's a waste. I would only have it on, like, medium or something. Yeah, mine's on medium now. Yeah, yeah. And with yeah. the new patch, it was improved even more, no? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, so, the main thing is, uh, the main thing is, once I turn it on and I could see the difference it was making, because obviously, because I've developed games and I'm really interested in that kind of stuff, mm. I knew exactly what to look for. So as soon as I've turned it on and I've got into game, I was looking around. I was like, wow, this actually does make, it makes a massive, massive difference. But like it's the way a fast it, FPS game, though, so you don't see it too much if you see it. I mean, it depends what game you're so in. I've got, like I've got a question game. for you. So mm. having it on uh, medium settings with ray tracing on, no, yeah. no, no. I was meaning like ultra and everything else, ray tracing more medium because it's demanding. Yeah, but what I'm saying still is... Have to, still with, have to lower down the other yeah, settings anyway. He had to lower the settings down. That's what he's saying. He had to lower down his settings, uh, yeah. all the textures and stuff like that Yeah. in order to have ray tracing on. So that must mean that you prefer the graphics with ray tracing at half graphics than actually having no ray tracing and having it full graphics. 
Well, I had to make a bit of a balance. I, I haven't got the game launched now, so I can't remember the settings 100%. Um, but I lowered down uh, the texture filter in quite a bit and the texture like resolution, like just the texture settings quite a bit as well because I think it was more to do with the VRAM. And I had to lower, I lowered down the uh, resolution what scale a little bit as well. At what you was doing? Oh, I d wasn't monitoring it like that. No, what I mean, I'm, I'm just assuming. What do you get in that card? Is it 8 gig? 8 gig, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was going to say that about Resident Evil. I actually ripped down some oh, frames. Oh, yeah. I ripped down some frames, and because uh, I yeah. didn't know if it had ray tracing or not in it, because I hadn't seen it before. So yeah. um, I actually put down I'll on my notes. i quick. No, I, I don't think it has gone. It either. doesn't. It doesn't, um, And basically, but it's, they just done a really good job of reflections, and obviously because I haven't played anything with ray tracing, I didn't know what really to look for, because I hadn't seen it anywhere. I hadn't seen it any mm. shows, because I just hadn't been looking out for it, really. Um, so I've just written down, but like, uh, obviously my card's got eight gigs of VRAM and then it, uh, it takes it from elsewhere. But uh, I actually got it up to it was on running on twelve point five gigs of VRAM. Um, Jesus man, uh, what was your... how, did you how did you achieve that? Sorry, how did you spawn VRAM? You, you get sliders yeah. that you can move everything up. No, because when when you RAM. run out on your graphics card, it takes it from the uh, motherboard That's RAM, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, right. What was your FPS, Nick? What was the FPS? Yeah. I was getting um, roughly between 77 and 100 frames. Uh, but right. Hans was running at, or someone was running, we were talking to at the time, was running at 4K, <coughs> and they were on 15 gigs of VRAM. I was running at 1440p. Um, I had everything up max, with the exception of uh, one of the texture packages. I can't remember what one it was, one of the sliders. You had it on like the eight gig one or something. I had it on the six gig one because yeah. I did not want. I wanted to max out my VRAM, but I didn't want any the system taking any memory away. And I've got my reasons for it. But I've got eleven gig in that card, and I basically I've got ten point eight seven usable, and I got it up to ten point eight three, and it was only one notch down from what you were running. I was getting an average about one hundred and twenty FPS. Yeah. So I was really happy with that. Yeah. See, me, mine's capped at 100 anyway, so even if I was going above that, uh, I wouldn't have known because I capped it to 100. Um, yeah. But there's no point in me going over 100 because I've got 100 hertz monitor, so... That's nah, wasted, wasted power and frames, huh? <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> like, it's it's one of them situations. Like, if you're a competitive gamer, like Steve, you might be able to answer this. What frames do you run at? Do you like 160 or above? Uh, no. I actually play, uh, well, at the moment I'm running a, um, a pretty bad, a NAF monitor, so I'm only, I'm only actually hitting 60 frames. Oh, really? Yes, um, but I don't need anything more than that. Yeah, but the thing In... is, when you get used to it, really? like, so you go to 100, and then you go back to 60, and then that's when it hits you. It's like going from uh, 1080 to 4K. When you go <clears> back, <throat> then is when you notice it. And me now, I have to have everything on 100 frames, it's got to be at least over 70, anything under that yeah. now, and uh, I'm thinking, man, this is looking rubbish. Steve, if you're playing someone that's um, competitively and they're playing at 120 FPS and they're pretty good, surely they've got an advantage over you. Yeah. It just shows how good I am at games, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I used to run 144Hz monitors. Um, I, I just, I haven't got the finances for it at the moment to be able yeah. to jump in and, and buy a new one. I, I kind of, I want to go back and I want to get another um, Acer Predator monitor. Um, I loved it. Yeah, cause... But it's just not, it's just money at the moment. You notice it more going uh, back down, as Nick said, than going up, I think. 
So that's just yeah, my but opinion. Did, did you guys see? There was in obviously our Discord. It's got a live chat, and everybody's chatting in there, and they are asking their questions. And everybody's anyone in the community, any of you guys listening, you're welcome to come into Discord and just put your questions in there and talk, and people will give you answers. And uh, there was a guy in here the other day, and he was playing at 1080. And he was like, yeah, I need to get a new graphics card because I need to be playing at 240 hertz. And I was Holy like, whoa, moly. why? That's and he's high. like, well, I play competitively <laughs> and I need to have 240 hertz. And I was like, man, why didn't you just turn that down to 140 and go up to the 1440 monitor? Yeah. Uh, to me, I couldn't, I couldn't work it we out. We don't play competitively, dude. We can't comment too much. Yeah, that, you yeah know we, we don't. So if there's anyone out there that wants to uh, yeah. bring in and tell yeah, someone, I mean, it's totally someone wants to go to frames. <laughs> For the guys I play with, at least anyway, for the PUBG guys, I know, I think all of them are running like 120 continuously. You know, they 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 like their high end frames. Yeah, but um, I'm not used of anyone using 240. They may be out there. Um, I'd, I'd like to have a conversation. I don't think there is. I'll be honest. I don't think there is. I'd like to speak to that person. I have to give me his details afterwards, and I'll find out a bit more. Uh, that's like that's a thing for you. Like I can't do it because obviously on my screen I've got all the notes and the stream and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, one of you put in there. Ah, oh, mate, you're good at doing the keyboard. See if you can get yeah, a 240 hertz monitor. Watch anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Just see what what the hertz is. The highest hertz you can get. When we carry on. But yeah, uh, was, uh... you can. Oh really? Yeah, you can. Yeah, Alienware 24 24.5 inch TN gaming monitor. Yeah, one millisecond no, response time. 240 hertz. I've heard of 240 hertz. 240 hertz. 240 hertz. Yeah, the cheapest ones, like base 300. I found one for 250. That's not too bad. Oh, wow. 27-inch uh, TN panel, obviously. Free sync as well. Uh, 240 hertz. One millisecond response. HDR. Okay. Oh, wow. Really? That's just yeah. Awesome. But 250. 250. Hey, hit me with a link to that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, buy it now. Deal. Buy it now. <laughs> It would be the day before payday that we actually record this podcast and now yeah, trying to convince yeah, you to get a new monitor. Yeah, there's some shop somewhere. It's like, man, I've just sold like 20 monitors. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, thanks, Extreme PC UK. But I, I was going to say, though, it's like, uh, whoever when you was looking for that, it's looking it up on Gumtree. It's just one of them people that writes a load of crap. So you no, buy it's Amazon. It. <laughs> no, Amazon. Amazon. No, it's on Amazon. Oh, uh, really? Wicked. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, we should move on because we went to Resident mm. Evil, then we went away, and then we came back. And oh, we I was talking with... about the RTX. Yeah, um, on, yeah it looks amazing. Yeah, it was just saying it does look really amazing. If someone says, oh, I don't look any different, uh, it does make a massive it difference. Does. It's not going to affect your game. It's not going to affect like your performance like in terms of how good your badge are. Uh, it just does look really nice, like literally. Well, that's no good because like, really good. can make me better. It's... It's just like upgrading your girlfriend. Like you just, she's went up to the next stage of like awesomeness and shininess. Like, it's you the don't ladder. need that, but it's good. It's all about the yeah. ladder, isn't it? Do you not like the ladder? The day, you day go up. Dare I ask? You go up, but you don't come back down. Oh dear, <clears throat> that's very. That's deep, man. That's deep. That's deep. Moving on. Could get worse. <laughs> My old man said the same thing, though. If I'm honest with you, when he quit his last job, I mean, he was a miner, so. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so that was terrible. <laughs> hold on, hold on, I've got a sound for that. There you go. Oh, I can't hear anything, man. No one heard, uh, no one heard anything. Back. You have to listen to it back. Okay, I'll do it. Oh, man, this soundboard. I'm rubbish with it, but it's quite funny. It's so amateur. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on. It's Resident Evil 2. That was pretty cool. You got you finished about that, have you? Uh, 
Trev, or yeah, yeah, yeah. you all done, home. yeah? All right, yeah, yeah. right Ahmed, what you been playing, dude? Me and you've been well, playing together. Yeah, so we've been playing World War Three, which is a first-person shooter action game, very much inspired by Battlefield. I'm on their Steam page now. I'll literally just read out the brief summary, which is World War Three is a oh, multiplayer I can't military. He's done it. He's done it. Yeah, but it's just what they want to sell themselves as. Bloody done it. He's only gone and done it, isn't he? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it still. He's done the impossible. He's read it from a script. <laughs> yeah. Good man. We'll train you well. So, uh, okay. uh, anyway, yeah, multiplayer military FPS game. Uh, massive battles. Not just infantry. There's also vehicles. There's no air vehicles though. You can't be flying around in helicopters and everything else like that. Um, but there is no helicopters. Like, I thought there was you helicopters fly. in that. No, not that you can fly around. You can fly oh. a drone around. There might be other airborne remote yeah, stuff, but it's, not it's, a helicopter. It's like your, um, I don't know what they call it in Battlefield, where you score up your points and then you get to do something. What's it called? Kill streak. Oh, kill streak. That is the one. It's I was kind of, yeah. So you get that kind of stuff in the game. Um, so basically, if you imagine, it is very much inspired from a Battlefield. They, the developers claimed it themselves as well that it is very much inspired by Battlefield. Uh, but the main difference is, uh, it's a bit more of a hardcore experience in terms of how. Yeah, the time to kill, uh, the way the gameplay actually is, the way the le- the maps are designed, yeah. the actual game modes, everything is a bit more leaning towards like a more tactical uh, outlook. It's not like you're going to work with your team. Like, So if, if you just join a team of randomers, it's not like everyone's got a microphone and everyone's playing like a tactical simulator. Yeah. Uh, but the way the gameplay is, you have to, you'll be encouraged more to have firefights from a distance. Yeah, it's very fast-paced as well. Yeah, not that it doesn't work when you're up close, but just the way the game's been designed and the way the guns work. Like, uh, basically, I'll go into detail. I've got like a whole list of notes. Um, let me start right from the top. Uh, so, firstly, to say uh, the graphics and the art assets in this game. So, all of the animations, all of the guns, buildings, all that kind of stuff. It's uh, superb. Right, it's really, really yeah, good. I was going to say that because I, well, I didn't know what you were going to say because obviously you're the developer. Um, so you've got a, a really like in detail eye for this stuff. So where yeah. I'm like, man, the graphics look well good because I'm just looking at it on my screen and I don't know nothing about it. I'm just looking at it and thinking, my eyes look yeah. at it. It looks good. I think it's good. Whereas you normally would be like, <laughs> oh, the way they've done that, the way they've done this. But yeah, yeah. yeah for for a, a game that's not AAA, the graphics are up there with the AAA graphics. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, it is really good. Um, they've got like real time space reflections if you like that. So. Kind of like that RTX water reflection you see in Battlefield. But it's like fake, it's not real. Still looks good though, like it adds a little bit of novelty effect to it. The uh, actual buildings and everything else, all the levels, they just look stunning. Um, like I'll get back to the optimization later on, uh, but they didn't cluster maps with loads of detail. So you won't just see loads of millions of boxes and bottles rolling around. They kept it sensible so that they could make everything look better, but all the important stuff look better. So rather than like you know in the division where the roads are just clustered with like millions of things, mm-hmm. um, not it's not the like yeah. Well, the reason the division can get away with having roads clustered with millions of things is because the big buildings uh, and the narrow roads they occlude everything like everything in one direction, so it's easier to render. But because yeah. World War Three is a massive map open, like the maps are quite open, you'd be able to see a lot at once. So they basically just to optimize it, they kept. All of the fine detail, like so, you won't see like loads and loads of boxes and you know smaller pieces of detail. They're just kind of focused yeah. on what would what would count. So they focus on what people are actually going to see, not what people are just going to walk past and and, and ignore yeah, more yeah. or less. 
the the thing is, it doesn't look like it's missing anyway. Like it is, it's good enough. Like they've got a really good balance. So I, I think their art team and their level designers should be very proud. Uh, second thing to talk about is the customization in the game, and that's like the badge that they wear. Very proud on their sleeve. The customization yeah. is probably the most in depth I've seen in any game. I really there like is, it. That's what. That's what yeah. There's just so much. Yeah. Both you can customize the guns, obviously, uh, but you can also customize the hell out your characters as well. Um, there's oh, just oh, so much to choose from. Was, did you ever find yeah. out? Because uh, when we got it, did you ever find <clears> out about the skins? If um, no, I have... don't know. I don't know if we had them skins or not because we got the key. Yeah. Uh, like because we got it obviously like we got it a different way. Uh, yeah, I'm not too sure. Uh, like maybe if you buy it when it's full release, because uh, obviously we got the keys and it's still early access. Maybe that's what's giving us certain skins because we got yeah. a whole bunch of skins which seem really rare, but we weren't too sure. Yeah, because we're going through the, basically on the gun. You've got like a list of guns, and the guns you can press a button, and they just it, they just all break apart, don't they? Like in 3D, yeah. really quickly they just fall apart, like they're floating in front of you, and then they go back together. But then <coughs> like just right, obviously we've just been in the game for like the first 10 minutes. And this is when we was finding this out. You know, like normally you'd level up, you'd unlock like different skins for guns and stuff. Man, there were some wicked looking guns from like blood to trees, and then we started getting to next levels. It was like rare metals, weren't it? And there was like gold yeah, yeah. and chrome and silver. And it was just getting, and we're like, man, look at this gun, the, and the reflections on the gun, the, the colours, and that they look amazing. And yeah, there's, there is a lot. It's very similar to if you've played Ghost Recon Wildlands, uh, you know yeah, yeah. Like how customizable yeah. that game is. It's very similar in World War Three, except World War Three is a better game. <laughs> do they um, do no, they have the licensing agreements for uh, for the weapons they have in game, or is it all random? Oh, that's such a good question. I can't tell you a hundred percent. I'm trying to think of the guns that I've been using in game. I don't think they have a lot. Do you have to license guns? I thought. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Same as a cop. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, thought, I, thought, I thought football teams and stuff. I understand. Why they come around shooting? Guns. Yeah. Well, it's, um, they're made. They're made by a company. Like you know, MP5, for example, is a Heckler and Koch HK MP5. Yeah. Or you've got like the HK Heckler and Koch, which is their brand G3 mm. 6C. Uh, so if you see a game that's got real guns in there. Uh, then you know they've had to get that license. Do you know what I think is amazing? If they're named in in game as well, that yeah. that's the important part. If they're named in game, then they're yeah they've got licensing. If they're not named, <clears throat> like I remember years ago, Battlefield Bad Company had the M four and six, which was just the HK four and six. The reason it's M four and six, they didn't have a license to use HK four yeah. and six. Yeah, that yeah I, exactly. That's, that's I example. think it's amazing is like gamers know every single gun that's out there nowadays <laughs> yeah yeah kid, it's true it's my kid he'll, he'll be sitting here and he'll be playing a game and then he'll be like daddy you know, I, I found this gun and he'll go into detail of what the name <clears> of that gun was and i'm thinking man like you said to ellen the other day we're just talking he's like yeah i've got desert eagle and she's like what's desert eagle and he's like yeah yeah it's a handgun but it's really powerful <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like it's just bad. It's the, it's, the, it's the age that we're in at the moment. I mean, like, you, you look at, um, I mean, like, for me, for example, like, I, I started gaming at the age of 12 or 13, like, in... in... How old are you? I'm like 30 now. You're 30. Yeah, I'm 30. Oh, so I got so seven, I, I mean, seven years been, on you. You got seven on me, but uh, <laughs> I was I was 13 years old when I first started playing in E-Leagues um, and, you know, like, European uh, yeah. tournaments. So, like, for me, guns have always been a huge part of my life because I've played FPS That's games. That's a sentence you don't want to put on a job interview. Uh, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> well, 
I mean, like I'm an, I used to be an airsoft. I did a lot of real steel shooting when I was like younger than I am now. I've I've done a lot of stuff with firearms in the UK, but not in that sort of sense. Yeah, um, he's not a bad yeah, people. Yeah, no, no, I haven't hold up any post offices not for years. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's such a huge thing, and, and and when you look at games like like Fortnite, I know people are probably going to roll their eyes. Fortnite doesn't use licensed products like that, but people still will call them the licensed products they are. Like no one, hmm. you know, no one. Everyone calls it scarred. No one calls it something completely different. Pumpy isn't, you know, isn't used as a pump shotgun. It's pump we're at pump action. You're like it's crazy how how much games have changed that industry. Yeah. Um, and then you go on to games like what well, Armit's on about World War Three. Yeah, you know, where they're licensed and and all the little bits and pieces you can slap yeah. on them are like, you know, it's nuts. But that's the thing. One other thing, I don't know if I'm just going to go on to this, but I'm going to cut in there anyway and say it. But yeah, um, that, that made it good for me is the all the army um, outfits, you basically, as you do missions, you unlock like cash uh, or like XP uh, equivalent. And with that cash, you can unlock, like you could just buy random things. So you can work on your gun, you can work on your outfits. But the thing is, the outfits are so detailed and they're all... To the same country so if you get like um uh like french or whatever they've got the perfect outfit haven't they armit yeah yeah it's like yeah, exactly it's exactly how their their um their what's it what's the word for it why have i got such a mind blank uniform uniform i was gonna say uniform but then i thought of sign else <laughs> like their combats or something but like Camouflage. yeah but it's exactly how the real life ones are so so like me obviously um i've got like a british soldier He's got the Union Jack on his arm, and uh, I went down that route of of making him as if it was me in that army. Um, yeah. I don't know about you, army. Who'd you go for? Same SAS. Did you? Yeah, but exactly the same. But they have got like the different English accent, the different areas as well, haven't they? Of yeah, each, yeah. Each no, you can be. I think the accents you can get. I remember was like Polish, German, French, Russian. Yeah. I think. I mean, that might not be a hundred percent true. I mean, the most of those will be in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the English one, obviously, I wanted straight away, and it's very English. Um, all right, so do you mind if I carry on? I mean, we're digressing very quickly. And I, I want to I wanna get this. I want to get this World War Three now. You yeah, yeah. Come back well, into it. yeah, yeah. So, to, well, let me finish off first, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that I'm thinking, well, you buy it? Potentially, yeah. I'm thinking about yeah, it yeah. now. You sold it to him already. I'm a good salesman. <laughs> <laughs> the Farm 51 should sign me up. Okay, um, so continuing on. Uh, we've been talking a lot about the guns, and one of the good things about the game, obviously, you're going to be using guns 24/7. The gunplay is really, really good. Let me write down one other note as well before I forget. Yeah, the gunplay is solid. It's a bit more, it's realistic. Yeah, like the whole game is meant to be a bit more realistic than Battlefield is. So the actual controlling of the gun, if you're like firing fully automatic, it is quite tough. But if you keep it to a semi-automatic shot, so if you're using like like the equivalent of an M4, I'm not sure if it's called that in the game. Uh, and you just use a single fire, you'll be pretty accurate. Uh, but then obviously, if you're close quarters, you can then switch it to full 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 your automatic, sorry, and uh, start spraying and praying. Uh, but the gunplay is really good. Uh, I'll talk on some other things in a second. Uh, so the levels are, are beautiful as well. The actual design of the levels, uh, they encourage, uh, like I said, they do encu- encourage firefights more than just, uh, you know, like random. Yeah, yeah, like the planning of the actual maps and the way they're designed, I'm very impressed. The actual, um, like the game modes and the way they're laid out as well, the flags, I think was very good. So 
when you're actually playing the game, it does feel very solid. Like it's not, it doesn't feel bad. It feels really good and it plays really well. Uh, and it's very balanced in each, in each map. Yeah. <clears throat> so when I talk about the hardcore battlefield, one of the big things to talk about as well is the time to kill in the game. Uh, I think with every gun, maybe not pistols, I haven't tried it out, but with most guns that I've used, it's one shot headshot. Yeah. And uh, the time to kill just in general to the body, it's uh, a lot quicker than a battlefield game would be. I kept um, getting killed, man. I kept getting killed by getting shot in the chest constantly. Yeah, yeah. That You need to take cover, basically. You just have to take cover and shoot from a distance. I'm like a headless That's... chicken. Yeah, like you, in this game, it, it's so much more realistic than <laughs> Battlefield is. It, it's quite uh, funny. You, it, it encourages patience. We was playing earlier on today, actually, me and Ahmet, and uh, obviously I'm not a pro at the first-person shooter because it's not really my background game that I love. I'm strategy, but I do like first-person shooters if I'm if I can get good at them. And obviously he's like a pro at first-person shooters, so we're running around, and he's like, Nick, I need some ammo. And I'm like, all right then. So I'm running around. He's like, where are, you, where are you going? You're going the opposite way. I'm watching you on the map. You've gone down a dead end. And he's like guiding me. He's like, man, just bring me some goddamn ammo. I've got 16 bullets left and I haven't died yet in game. So I'm like, I'm like, how do I get the ammo? And he's like, you got to press the bag, get the bag, and then and then it will give you some ammo. But I'm running yeah. around. And like, it was like we played that Project Reality the other day. It's like, yeah. you take it really seriously. And obviously... That's why I like the sort of, like I said, Ring of Elysium sort of games, because you can take it seriously, but you can also be uh, like sort of laid back, laid back a bit more. But in a game like that, you're proper on it. And you're like, Nick, stop pissing about, get over here, and give me my ammo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's just Project like Reality's one. God, that's a, that's a flashback. What, have you played that before? Yeah, dude, I was one of the original testers for the uh, Battlefield 2 oh, conversion. My God. Don't really? get started on this. This is his favourite game yep. of all time. When did you last play it? Uh, I played the Armour 3 iteration, which was when it first no, came out a couple I mean, of years. Have you, you, just, just the Battlefield version, because the other iterations aren't that good. Or they've just No, been... they're not. Yeah, the, the Armour one is, you is terrible. You're getting sucked um, into Last time I played the Battlefield one, going back up the years now, easy. Maybe oh, okay. years ago, three years ago. Well, since that last time you played, I'll keep it really short and sweet, Nick, because mm-hmm. I know it was, it's off topic now from World War Three. That's all good. Um, they've literally overhauled the Battlefield 2 engine, and it's just like I would recommend if you've tested it out. You, the last time you played it was a few years ago. If you even just see gameplay of what it is now, you would be absolutely shocked, and you'd oh, probably want to play it again. <laughs> it's so good, like one of the best games. The thing is, you say of you're all going time. off topic, but there's probably a lot of people out there that will remember this game. And like Steve has just thought, oh my god, I better get back into that and have a look. That's oh, what man. we do, man. We go off topic. It's how we do a two or three hour podcast. Yeah, Steve. Tr- about it. Yeah, Steve. Trust me, it's uh, you won't believe what they've done with that get with the engine. It's actually insane. They've made it into like its own kind of game, and the animations are so good. The sound design so good. The server support is so good. The moderation, the admins, is just outstanding. Like one of the best things of all time. Okay, so um. Back to World War Three, real quickly. <laughs> um, let him just wipe up. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> the uh, optimization of World War Three, I have to say, was pretty decent. Uh, the game modes on World War Three. Uh, so there's two game modes at the moment, or like two and a half. There's Warzone, and there's like a big scale Warzone, a small scale, scale Warzone. Uh, I like Warzone. It's basically if, imagine uh, Battlefield Conquest, but rather than having just one flag, each flag split up into like two locations which are nearby. And if you have both of them capped at the same time, that's when you start like generating more points for your team. Um, and then you've got Team Deathmatch, which is just Team Deathmatch. Yeah, that, for that, me, I thought 
I just before you carry on, <clears> I liked that about it because instead of just like normally when you capture the flag and then you move on, you've got say you've got like a circle with all the like five bases around it. You run to one and everybody's doing the same thing. They're running to one and they move, then they move to the next and they move to the next. You get the same group of people moving around them. So it's it's like almost you even yourself out. But the way they've done it where you've got two, like <coughs> C1 and C2, you've got A1 and A2, A, A1 and A2. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, it's like if you break one of them off of that line, because they have a line connecting on the map, if you break one of them off, then you only get a certain amount of points. But if you capture them too, and it actually makes people want to go to that area on your team. So it, it brings the team together, I believe, on there. Yeah, yeah. no, much you're right. More than, much more than just... Because otherwise you get people like me that come in and you just run around like a headless chicken. You run to anywhere and you just stay there. But like that, it makes you sort of fit into the team a bit more. You need more communication. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're right. You are right. Uh, it's a good game mode. I think we both agree that we had fun. Yeah. Uh, but I think World War Three desperately needs uh, some new game modes uh, to keep it fresh and to diversify the gameplay. Because at the moment, a team deathmatch isn't really a very dynamic game mode. It's just killing each other. Random spawns, that kind of stuff. Did you work um, out... Because one thing I was a bit found a bit tricky was the world map. When you start the game, you've got an actual world map you can have on satellite or you can have it like um, photography. Um, so it's like a, a photograph. And... On there, yeah. you've got like the different areas, haven't you? Yeah. So world. basically, at the moment, at the moment, the game has uh, four maps. They are really big maps. They've got four big maps at the moment, uh, and they're it basically in the game world. Like when you when you're in the main menu, it shows you Earth, and it will show you Germany, uh, Russia, and the other two places. I can't remember exactly where it is. Uh, like so, and it shows you like the, the, where the maps are basically around the world, yeah. and you can try and join that map. Uh, I'm going to get onto this later on, oh, right. uh, but that's that's how it, that's how it works. Yeah, I am going to get onto this later on. Uh, I'm just going to quickly go through because I've got it written in order and I've written it specifically in order. But one of the things to talk about as well the price of the game. Uh, Battlefield at the moment you can get game, Battlefield games for like twenty odd pound or something, but on release and this is it's still in early access as well. It's like twenty odd pounds and you can maybe get it on cheaper on sale. Uh, yeah. So the price is pretty decent to be fair. Like in terms of the actual quality of game you get in, I would say it's worth it. Uh, the sound design, I feel, is good, but could use improvements. Nothing that's going to hinder your gameplay, but not as immersive as other games are. Uh, and the UI, the user interface, could be improved as well. And I think it could be a lot cleaner in some sense in yeah, the game. Not it, that it's It did get a bit got, tricky every now and then, didn't it? You sort of trying to work yeah, out it, what you're clicking on and where you're going and what you're trying to do. It was Yeah, it could know. be more intuitive. Yeah, it definitely could be more intuitive. But then again, it is early access, so it's it's one of them games where this will all be ironed out as it goes. Yeah, yeah, of course. So you got that at the time being, isn't you? yeah. So everything that I'm saying now, all like the things like the little criticisms, you have to take a pinch of salt. Uh, and they are still like developing the game. They haven't just took the money and run. They are still developing it. So, <laughs> um, um, a quick question for you, mate. Um, have yes, you ever mate. played Tarkov as well? Because I'm wondering <clears throat> what the difference is between those two games. Like they're realistic shooters, oh. both of them. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, EFT. Steve, see, Steve's played it, but Zamet played it, so he can do like. A well, I difference. haven't played Tarkov, but I know bits about it. Right. Um, Steve's played Tarkov. I'm pretty sure Tarkov yeah. is uh, one one life, or like if you die, you lose a lot of stuff, or something like that, right? Yeah. So whatever yeah. you bring in with you, if you're going in as your main player, not a scav, um, which I'll, I can explain more in a minute. Um, whatever you take in with you, unless it's uh, picked up by an enemy player or insured, you've lost. 
What about the mechanics, though, in terms of like the shooting and the sounds uh, and all that? That's realistic between the two games, yeah? So I play with some American guys who are serving or ex-horses and, and all, everything in between, any iteration you could probably make. And uh, they think it's the best thing ever. They love it. Okay. Um, the the gun manipulation works exactly as you would use in real life. Uh, reloading works the same way. Everything everything looks legit and plays legit. The gun plays pretty nice. Time to kill. I haven't really got any, any sort of update on that. But again, it's one of those games that's in beta where it's going to be beta for a while, basically. Like a game I played before the recording tonight. In fact, I shot a guy like six times in the head. He had no no helmet on. And he just wouldn't die. Okay. And then the game before that, I shot a guy in the head once. He had a helmet on. And he did die. It's it's there's it was very RNG based at the moment. Okay. I can't really comment on you know comparisons between that game and the other because I haven't played Tarkov. Have you played uh, Battlefield, Trev? Like any of the Battlefield games? I have, mate. And you're talking about the older Battlefields, but the oldest. I, I mean, I mean the modern, even the modern ones. No, yeah, I mean, even the modern four ones. and BF one, yeah. and not a little bit of five. Imagine uh, like the Battlefield 4 recall and that kind of mechanic, except it's uh, World War 3 has a heavier penalty on automatic fire. Uh, and that's like where the realism comes into it, because obviously spraying a gun in real life on full automatic will be hard to control. Um, oh, wow. Okay. There are a few things at the that's moment. Your man might be. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. I know, like, so I, I, know we, um, I know I've already covered that it's still early access and there's more work for, to be done. Uh, some points that I feel like need attending to obviously there are still bugs uh we in, uh, encountered some crashing uh the vaulting system in the game at the moment like the way you're in battlefield you can vault stuff i thought like that can be improved uh the matchmaking as well uh could be improved sometimes i join games uh with a very few amount of players and then i'll yeah. like try and matchmake again and end up in a full server yeah, uh, and with that, I, you couldn't I, really pick your area, could you? Because like, yeah, you could pick well, an area, but was, you, you yeah, go in yeah. that area, and like me and him would jump into an area, and be like, "Well, we try this map out," and it would literally yeah, yeah. be me and him, and another guy would come in. It'd be me and him against another guy. Massive, great map. We drive him with a tank, just keep shooting him. Yeah. Well, right. I was gonna say, um, it needs the game would definitely benefit, from, in my opinion, from a server browser because you can't see how many players are online and in what map, yeah. so it makes it quite difficult to match make. Um, the meleeing in the game, I know this is like a really weird point to make out, uh, but the meleeing, when you press the melee button, it's uh, really what's bad. A, what's a melee? Like, like, you know, melee. You, like, you mean melee? Yeah, melee, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm winding you up, man, I'm winding you up. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so that needs to be... I'm glad I didn't opinion. say anything then. <laughs> um, there's a map that's currently in rotation, which is unfinished, and it's not even textured properly, and it's really... Like it's more of a block, like prototype yeah. map. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really weird to explain. I think, it's, I, think I, this, get... I think with the map though, yeah, it's more a case of it's early access and they've just let it go live whilst working on it, rather than it being a map that's got issues. It's it's they've just let it go out, haven't they really? Yeah, but you can't opt out of that map if you click if yeah. you uh, press quick play on Warzone, which is what I always do. Because obviously I want to get into a server where there's players. Yeah. I could end up in that map which I don't want to play, and I'm like, well, I don't really want to play this map because it's not finished. Um, you have to come out and go back in again. Yeah. Well, then it destroys me back into the same server again because it might still have space. Um, yeah, it needs more levels at the moment as well. There is only three uh, completed levels. They are really good. I have to say, like the actual quality of the level design and the aesthetics are outstanding, and I really want them to release maps uh, soon. 
Uh, the last thing which you were saying as well is the meta world, which is like the world map yeah. where it shows you like what's going on. It's uh, confusing. And well, that's why I was me, asking I, you how you thought of it, because I yeah, assumed... literally, to me, it's redundant. <laughs> yeah. See, for me, I assumed the way it was going to work when I saw it is imagine you've got world map. You've got four, four dots on the map, different <clears> countries, <throat> and then you've got east and you've got west. And you choose when you start the game to be east or west. And this is this is a permanent thing, isn't it? I don't know if you can change across uh, a later date. But you yeah. choose east or west, and then basically you're on a team pushing. And I believe the game was going to run that on them four maps because they're sort of in a line. You push forward. So if you if say east takes over the east most eastern map, then it yeah. goes to the next map. And I assume there was a line that kept going backwards and forwards. And, no, and obviously it's way. by it's by what maps in them maps people winning or losing because the actual map updates every like hour or so. So, yeah, and then it updates the world map, and it says like east is winning or west is winning. But it yeah, just... I feel like there's a lot more they could do with that meta world. However, it doesn't break the actual gameplay. So if you manage to get into one of the three, well, I mean, obviously it might some be an early stages not... thing though, where they've got it all in place. They've had to put it like that in order to build on it because it's such a core thing of the game, and that's it's what they're going to work on. I mean, like I, I, I really briefly played it maybe 10 or 15 minutes i've looked at a lot of tweaks about it i've looked at a lot of information on the game because like battlefield and and games like that are games i like to play when i'm not doing like pubg stuff or if i'm casting i'm not casting doing it if i'm not working basically i like to chill out and play games like that why are you not on this more steve like you you said you love tarkov and this sounds very like gunplay like yeah very tarkov so this is this yeah, is one that it looks like it's got a huge <laughs> potential, and I I now want to play it, so I'm gonna probably have to buy it tomorrow at some point. Sh- Shell's like, when are we talking about Sims? Yeah, it's we... well, I mean, it's it's between <laughs> at the moment it's between buying World War Three and and buying uh, uh, Ace Combat. So oh. that's like choosing between your two favorite kids, man. Like your yeah. two kids, like what do you go for? You're leaving both in it. Do you know what I mean? You get yeah. more money that way. <laughs> but um, but Nick, overall, if... though, overall. I, my overall um, feelings about it is when I first played it, you know, like you get that feeling when you first play something, you switch it on, you get into the menu, the graphics are amazing, and it's like the graphics first come on, and you're sort of in the menu looking at your character, and the customizations and stuff, that's enough to sell it to anyone. It just it makes you want to get into game so you can earn some cash to start unlocking stuff, and that's what, remember I was talking about earlier about me wanting more and more loot. That's what keeps me going back. Because even if I didn't yeah. like the game, even though I do like the gameplay, but if I didn't, I'd still go back because the graphics are so nice on that screen where you're building up your character and unlocking guns and skins and extras and like the kill streak things you can unlock. We did have a funny story though, just before we, before we finish on this game. Me and Harmy, I'm standing next to him. I'm like, I've got a new kill streak, so I, I press it and I thought it was to fly something up in the air. And I press it, um, it's about 20 feet away, and I fire like a rocket at him. <laughs> and he's like, whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I was pretty confused. <laughs> are we allowed to mention if we can find the price cheaper online? Of course, yeah, man. Yeah. I suppose if you can find it, you can find it. Well, at the moment, uh, so on Steam at the moment, it's £24. Uh, but you can buy it from CD Keys for £17, which is oh, a pretty good decent. price. Yeah. yeah it's a pretty good price. Yeah. So if you... Yeah, I would say that's pretty good, actually. Yeah, but yeah, that was um, World War Three, wicked yeah, yeah. game. Uh, played some yeah, games yeah. on there, and it'd be good. I'd like to see it if we get a group of us on it, because I'd, when there's only two of us, because uh, we only had two of us at a time playing it, 
So um, it'd be good to get yeah, a few yeah. of us on there and have like the more people you have on there, yeah, the more yeah, the advice you'll get. Yeah. It's also worth mentioning. Uh, it's got mixed reviews at the moment on Steam, um, but it, I have to say, like, it still is early access, and people have to remember that. And yeah, you need to give it a chance. At the moment is good. The the company that developed it, the the Farm Fifty One, is what they're called. They should be very proud of themselves. And it's also self-published. I think this might be their self, their first self-published oh, wow. game. So they've Impressive. done really well. Like the marketing was pretty good on this game. Yeah. I've, uh, I mean, it's a shame about the Steam reviews that makes such a big impact. It makes the difference between people who are not wanting to buy that game. But we and do agree, play. don't we? With 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 a bit more work uh, on some of the parts, this could be like a AAA killer game. Yeah, it's just there's little things which they could that they need to change. So like if the, the game had a server browser. Uh, like I think that would just be such a key difference where people can actually choose what they wanted to play. Yeah. And if they improve the meta world and if just even, there's just all these little things they can improve. Like they're not far away off it, but even without them changes, being in game and playing with your, especially with your friends. Yeah, it's good. Fun. Uh, it is, it is really good fun. I have to say, like I actually enjoy the game. When you ain't got a noob like me playing with you. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's I'll okay. Bring, I'll bring it down for anyone, <laughs> but yeah. Right, let's move on. Steve, I believe you've been playing a game too this week. I have indeed. I've been playing a game called Deliver Us to Moon for two Or, you, or um, you've been smashing a game this week. Oh, yeah, I, I, I may or may not destroyed the game. <laughs> um, the devs are like really... The devs are like, what? what? Two, what? Maybe two hours? Did, did they nah. say that? No, oh, they didn't. You, know, say that, so you said that. Because I know you was in contact with them. <laughs> Yeah, I've been um, social media is my thing, so I, I jump on jump on Twitter and I'm like, hey, I completed the game in two and a half hours. It's, uh, it's really good. I can't wait for the next part of it to come out. <clears throat> but it, I, I knew it was a short game um, going into it. It, it. I'll give you a little bit of a bit of information on it. Basically, Deliver Us the Moon um, is set in the near sort of near distant future, not too far away potentially if things the go the way distant. they are at the moment. <laughs> Uh, well, it depends on how we choose the next 10 years, isn't it, yeah. really, or the next 15 years. Um, but basically, the Earth's natural resources are completely gone. We're going to get wiped out because we don't have oil anymore. We don't have you know, the, the stuff that powers everything that we run every single day. Um, there's a huge energy crisis, um, and then someone figures out that the moon could actually give us energy that will run all the stuff that we wouldn't need to run on the Earth. Um, so there's an agency called the World Space Agency, or WSA, um, they colonize the moon, and one night everything just shuts off. No more energy coming from the moon, no more resources, nothing whatsoever. Um, so there's something not not right. Um, you are a solo uh, astronaut, supposedly, that is uh, flying up to the moon to figure out what's going on. There were search parties sent up, but they've never come back, so you're on your own basically going up to space to figure out what's happened. Now, there are no, as far as I'm aware, no aliens or anything like that. And this, the story of the game is very much self-developed. So it's up to you to figure out what's going on. And you can choose to listen to tapes if you want to listen to tapes. You can choose to yeah. ignore them or run along but, kind of thing. Am I right? I saw a piece of writing somewhere. I don't know if it was on the actual game page or not. And it basically says you don't need, you don't need aliens in space to be scared. Um, yes. Yeah. Like tagline sort of thing. Yeah, one of the taglines. It does give you that feeling. It does definitely give you that feeling. I think it was IGN that actually said that. I, I, yeah, they did. IGN, you don't need enemies to scare you. The vast cold space and loneliness is enough. Yeah, it's it's a really cool story-driven game. Um, I wondered 
why I I'd heard of it before, but uh, apparently they were at DreamHack of uh, last year when I was at DreamHack. Oh right. Um, yeah, so I've only just found that out in like the last day or two that they were there. Um, but yeah, it's it's really cool. Like it's an indie game, but it's more than an indie game. Um, well, when I first put it on, um, I got in there not really knowing what to expect, and like this is this is just me being honest. Normally, when you get a, an indie game, um, and it's because this was a game where I was just I was just looking through games and I just saw it and I thought that looks alright. You, <coughs> you sort of expect it to be indie game like, yes. you know. So you sort of put it down a couple of notches to your triple A games, and you don't expect as much from it. Then I started playing this, and straight away I'm like, man, this is actually really nice graphics. There's a lot that's gone into the design of this because you like you start off on a space station like on Earth, and it's about you doing little puzzles and that to get to the to the rocket. And when you get in that rocket, and it's you have to like go through all of the like um, like the, the startup of the rocket. I, I was like, man, I'm actually really enjoying this. It's like it's not just a story game. You're actually because they normally stay in the same area, don't they? Like, yeah, yeah. But this, you sort of jump from one place to the next to the next, and it's like I found it really, really like intriguing to want to go looking around. And like we were saying earlier, I have to search every single box, so I was going around reading everything, looking at everything, and yeah, there's a lot of story in there. I think the the, the cool thing about this game is that Kakoin Interactive, the um the guys who made the game, they're not they're not hiding the fact they're an indie dev team. They're a Dutch indie dev team, and yeah. they openly say we're a small indie dev team that are putting this game together. Kickstarter was a huge thing for this game. Um, Kickstarter is what started the ball rolling, essentially, yeah. for them to make the game. Um, and I wish, to be honest, that I had seen it back back in the day on there, because they, I know on their website they've got, a base, they've got like a huge list called the Wall of Heroes, and it's oh. all their um, original Kickstarter backers. Is that in game? Uh, uh, no, that's that's on their website. I haven't seen it in game, but it may be something I'll add in later on down the line. But uh, yeah, I, I played and completed part one on Monday night of this week. Yeah, just gone. And um, part two is looking like it's coming out in the next quarter, I believe. Um, but I've I've asked them to post me up on it and let me know so I can be ready to just to jump in on the day and and play it. You completed it. Doesn't day have one, the though, best first scene. Yes, yeah, I, I did it in two and a half hours. Um, oh man. I would probably would have been quicker, but I was talking to chat for the majority of it. So he's a beast. He's a beast, people. Um, it's got mixed reviews. It's not. I'm not going to hide it from you. That some of the reviews are bad. Some of the reviews are really good. But the ones that are really bad are the ones who, when he played it for like me two and a half hours, um, the ones that I played it for like thirty odd hours, forty odd hours. Oh, you can thirty forty odd hours. I don't know, but. <laughs> You know, yeah. for the ones who have done it in that length of time, their reviews are amazingly positive, and I definitely would recommend checking out um, them on Steam. I think on Steam it is about 20, 20 odd quid, I think. I'll check now, actually. To this be is a game where, if you like a story-driven game, then this is the game for you, because it's almost... I'd, I'd sort of... I'd put it up against... Imagine reading a book where you really get involved in a book and your imagination is set in wild. That's how it feels when you're playing this game. It's like yeah. you can imagine it like that. So you get stuck in, you start reading things, and then there's these stories unfold. But it's it's a tricky one to explain because it, it's so in-depth, the stories that you come across, but they're like side things. You don't have to do them if you don't want. You could just go straight past all the stuff and just do what you're meant to be doing next. Exactly. It's it. The, the story is you. you. It's your choice what you want to listen to. And it's your choice what you want to 
uh, what, what you want to take from it, more or less. Yeah. Like, I've already got a good idea in my head of how the story's going to pan out, but I, yeah. I won't know until the next version yeah, of it comes it's out. It's hard not to do spoilers as well, because there's stuff I'd like <laughs> yeah. to explain to people listening. What happens, <clears throat> like I said, you start on, on Earth, and then you have to get in a rocket, and then you have to fly it up. And then other stuff happens as well. Um, and the main thing for me which I liked about it was the distance you cover and the stuff you do on them distances, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But I don't want to give away anything. So it, it's it's the shock of the game, which is which I really liked about it. And then is it, is it better than No Man's Sky? Yeah, I think anything better than No Man's Sky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shell, no Man's Sky play... is a controversial one. Shell, did you play the, the win game as well, yeah? <laughs> I did, yeah. I was going to say, like, I agree with Reapers and, like, the enjoyment factor comes from how much effort and time you put into it. Yeah. Like, I I, I could see people just skipping straight through and going straight and bang, bang, bang. It yeah. should be longer, though, Shell. Two and a half hours? Really? But you I, remember I, it's I an indie game. about 30 minutes, so... But really? the graphics are beautiful. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's gorgeous. And I did enjoy playing it. It would have been better, like... I don't know, there's, there's a few things that I probably would have tweaked. What it, was that other game we it. played, which was well similar to that, oh, we God. completed in about two hours? I don't know, but there's there's one that I find similar, it's called Gone Home, and I loved that yeah. game. It was really suspenseful, and it had a load of, like, <clears throat> turns, and I love that game, but I can't remember the one me and you played, but that was uh, yeah. interesting. We had another game um, exactly like <laughs> that, and I actually really enjoyed it in the end, but it was only about two <laughs> hours, and then we thought we was getting, me and Shell was playing it, both single player, the same as that game, and we was going yeah. through it and we're like, oh, look at this. Oh, this can help us with this. Grab the spanner and do this. And it was like mm. a similar sort of game, but you'd pick items up. So you'd pick up like a spanner and you'd move it around in 3D in front of you. And then you could take it somewhere and use it. And it was all in space. And yeah. it was like there was something following you, weren't there? Or something. And we oh, got to the point crazy. where we got off the spaceship. And we're like, oh, and it went, congratulations. <laughs> and we were like, oh. Yeah, we can believe it was over. Oh, there's um there's a there's a clip from my stream on Monday and uh, I'll have to find it and I'll put it up in Discord if people want to see it. But there's a clip of me sat there and I think I think Trev just pops into chat and he's like, "How's the game going?" I'm like, "Oh, it's good, man. You know, it's it's not bad. I think I'm going to wrap it up in a five minute." Five minutes later. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally said I think I want to wrap up in a couple of minutes. So I, I want to spread this over two days if I can because I, I don't want to finish <laughs> it all in one night. And then two minutes later, the credits start. I'm like, "Wait, what? Read what?" Yeah. Uh, anticlimactic in a, in a way. <laughs> but I've gone really home, really I completely cool. agree with Shell. Gone Home is, is a very, very good game. It's a walking simulator, but it's a very good game nonetheless. I've got Gone Home. I've, never, I've played three they'll, hours they'll of it. They'll bring out more Can content I... for that, for the Moon game, though. They've said that, haven't they? Steve, did they not yes. have that to you? Yeah, yeah they've, they've already said that con- more content's coming out for it. Um, I'm That's trying to okay, find then. the tweet scrambling through my, my Twitter right now. I wouldn't have been happy if it was just two and a half hours, indie or not, but like if they're bringing out more stuff and they're just spreading it out because they're a small team, then I totally understand that and I'd be patient with, with that. That's the plan. Was it Starcom, ne- Starcom Nexus? No, that's not that's not it. That's the one that I've uh, just recently played. I can't find it. Uh, no, it's not that one. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, that, that game f- was funny. Yeah, I'm going through my thing looking for it as we speak. <laughs> yeah, that's what I just did, and I got to the end, and I didn't recognize uh, I hate it. when that happens. You get to the end, you're like, oh, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I make a quick joke real quick? Is it a bad oh. joke, or is it a good joke? Nah, nah. <laughs> is it rude? <laughs> no. Do you know sexist? what Fire Festival Do you know what Fire Festival is? Yeah. No. Okay. Is it fair to say that No Man's Sky is the Fire Festival of gaming. God. 
I don't know. Is that bad what he said? I don't. I don't know what he's talking about. It's a valid point. Basically, is just like a massive festival. It didn't really. It just wasn't good. And then the caterer catered for like hundreds of people and never got paid. It was just a. All right. So basically, it, it's basically they this massive festival that robbed millions from everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, massive, really? massive fraud. Um, <laughs> and I'm just is. trying to say they basically made promises that they couldn't fulfill. Uh, so that's why I'm saying is No Man's Sky the Fire Festival of video games? No, because later on they brought out quite a f- large number <laughs> of free DLCs that did improve it quite a bit. So right. it's different in that respect. They said sorry for screwing up and they fixed it eventually, but it was too late for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas the festival sounds like they screwed people over straight away and they never got a refund or nothing back. Yeah. But I'm guessing... Sky is essentially what they advertised it as being originally now. Hmm. Right, I well, found good... it. Go on. The thing is, it's quite funny because I found it. Uh, it's called The Station. That was it, yeah. Yeah, it's the called station. The Station. And it was made, the developer, it just says The Station. The publisher of The Station. Doesn't say, <laughs> doesn't say the developer's name. It just says The Station there. Oh. But I think this was made by uh, a really small couple of people. <laughs> And we actually completed it in two hours, but it does it does have similar sort of it looks similar, but there's so much more into this game yeah. than there it is. It did it did remind me of the station, but there was a whole kind of another level or three levels. But to, I felt uh, like the station would have been alright if there was a point to it. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit like we got to the end and went, huh? And we we done it in we was doing it together, messing around whilst we're doing it, yeah. and we done it in two hours. And they said that they was going to bring out more, more like levels, didn't they? Like more, add more mm-hmm. chapters, but it doesn't look like they brought no. one out. Nope. They lied. <laughs> Shock horror. But yeah, that's uh, Deliver Us the Moon. Pretty cool little game. Um, what was the price of it? Uh, 19 quid. Yeah, it's a pretty cool little game. From check Steam it. as well, so. <laughs> yeah, so you probably get cheaper Perfect. elsewhere if you look around. But yeah, check it out. Deliver Us the Moon Fortuna. Pretty good. Right, that takes us on to my game. Aha! And this is quite. You, funny. you made a game. Yeah, man. What was it called? <laughs> it's called Ring of Elysium. Oh my god, you made that game? Yeah, I made it with my bare hands last night. Half an hour. <laughs> Not um, we... in half an hour, man. <laughs> oh, I'll chuck my hat into uh, this conversation as well. I like so to chuck my hat in briefly. conversations. Yeah, but like, so let me do a bit of background on this Ring of Elysium. Mm-hmm. It's one of those games we spoke about. Is it Elysium about. or Elysium? Elysium, 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 whatever you want. Elysium. Potato, potato. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it is Elysium, though. Rig of Elysium. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make you happy. Anyway, background. This game is pretty much like PUBG and Fortnite. It's, it's a battle royale. And you know me, I'm crap at them. No one mm-hmm. wants to play with me because I'm yep. rubbish. Now, yep. I've got to be honest, when I heard about this Ring of Elysium, I, really, I, I originally thought it was an old game um, that, that people were just playing. I was seeing streamers play it all over the place. Armit, are you writing an essay? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I know, I know you're here. I can hear you going nuts. <laughs> yeah, I am just on my computer whilst you're talking, but I can hear everything you're saying, of course. Yeah, I'm not worried about you hearing me. I'm worried about me not hearing you. We, we can hear a lot of clicky, clicky. Clicky, yeah. clicky. On my keyboard. It's funny because I can read him like a book now. Like it's funny. I ring of Elysium and then click 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 click. What was you looking up? You was typing something in Google. 
I've got steam up. I've got the ring of Elysium steam. Uh, <laughs> is that such a... No, that's no, such a sin no it's good it's good but it's just funny because it's like I say the title or earlier on like one of them says the title and then instantly click 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 well yeah it's just reference <laughs> that's all it is anyway Ring of Elysium yeah, yeah. So nothing bad nothing it. bad Trev I was, just, I was just pointing out that I could really hear your keyboard but it's Trev? all good it's all good I'm not got... clicking on my keyboard not you I was... oh man it's getting worse Me. not you Trev Soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh no he's getting dementia already man everybody's going nuts Right, anyway, yeah, let me give him background. Ring of Elysium, yeah? Or Elysium, whatever you want to call it. Basically, I thought it was an older game, and I see a load of streamers playing it, so I was intrigued. <coughs> and then Armit, I think it was you that actually told me you played yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. sort of sent me on the path of looking into it, and it's because it's free-to-play, it's one of them games I don't normally go for the free-to-play thing. Um, but as it was free, I had 10 minutes, so I thought I'm going to play our go at this. And this weekend, I pretty much had my twins... <coughs> My little girl was away at my, uh, my, my daughter's house. So uh, my missus went out for the day. So we thought, do you know what? We'll have a go. I thought it's something free. We'll try it with the boys, like, just in the house. Anyway, I started playing it, and I actually really, really like this game. Like, now, in Fortnite, I can't build for, to save my own life. Yeah. So I'm finished there. And the graphics in it, uh, for me, personally, if you like that kind of thing, they're a bit too arcadey, uh, like, like cartoony well, for Fortnite. me. And then PUBG, I really like PUBG graphics and stuff like that, but I just the gunplay, I'm it's terrible. Clunky. It's clunky, man. I'm terrible at it. I can never seem to shoot where I'm aiming. It's like yeah. the guy could be standing there doing a star man, and I will shoot a line round him. I, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just poor at it. And, you know, I don't think it's because I'm terribly bad at these games. I think it's more the fact the way that game's designed and the way it's played and how serious it is. Now, I found with Ring of Elysium, I found a really perfect balance. I'm I'm getting kills, five kills a game, two kills like in each game, and for me that's enough to make me feel like I'm actually involved in this game and I'm doing all right. Like Reaper, you were saying that you're getting like ten kills or whatever, so I'm not going to play with you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like it's got everything that I enjoy in a game. It it's got basically it's got the same maps like as sort of PUBG would have. You jump in. <laughs> On their Nick, did it, did, did it not have a snow map as its main map for ages? And then I seen the map then, we were playing on today that was both. not a snow map. No, it's still the, both. That's a really weird thing because ah. yesterday I played it and, and I got on the snow map, map once <coughs> and a few people came on gaming me and they're like, oh, what's happened to the snow map? That was the only map. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I really like the snow map, but I've only played it once. I'm not sure how it works. I think yeah, it I'm might sure have been taken works. down for a little while. Might have done. I mean, they're not going to get rid of that snow map because it worked fine. No, but it's obviously some critical error in it, and they've just took it down to, to tweet. No, no error. No, no error because they've still got all of the other stuff in there. They've got the uh, the snowboard and stuff in there as well, so they're going to. It's still yeah, there. Why would I'm they not take sure it down? Matchmaking works. I don't know. We might have just not realised that they had to do some matchmaking settings or something. Oh, I don't maybe, know, mate. maybe. But I've played today. I must have played 30 <laughs> games today, and uh, they've mm-hmm. all been on that same map. But don't get me wrong, I still like that map. The thing I like about it is differences to like PUBG and Fortnite is is on the map you get onto the map screen and instead of it being like a um like a plane flying across like it's in Fortnite and thingy it's it's more of there's squares all over the map and you click a square where you want to go and your team can click that square around it and then it marks that square covered so people everybody else knows that someone's going to start in that square and basically you've got people all over the map starting anywhere they want. Um, so 
you get in the map, you pick your place, and then you start. And then, obviously, you know there's people around you. So that's a little bit of a bonus from the start for me, because I can be like, look, there's, 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 one, there's definitely people in the square to the right of me. There's people to the left. There's people to the north. So you can sort of uh, have that sort of uh, like fight with them if you want. Or you can go up into the mountains and, and start when no one is, and you know there's no one there, so you can loot up. That's one thing that I like about it. And then, basically... Um, Going on from there, the weapons and stuff, it's got like that Fortnite um, like season pass. So you can... I actually bought the season pass as well because I got that into it, that I want to unlock all the skins and all the guns and stuff like that. What, what did you think of it? Because, Armit, you played it like a couple of times. Yeah. Well, just in general, what I think of it. Yeah, and Trev. Trev, Trev had a go as well. Well, I'll, I'll quickly fire out some like notes that I wrote down. So... The best things to say about it is that it's completely free to play. I ain't paid a penny and I still enjoy it. Uh, the graphics and the art assets again, so everything you're seeing in the game is really beautiful. If you compare it to uh, Call of Duty Blackout, I think Ring of Elysium actually has better better notes to make of it than Blackout. For example, I feel like the overgrowth, the grass, all the natural p things in Ring of Elysium are actually better than in Blackouts. Uh, I know that's not the only uh, Battle Royale game. Blackout, I didn't... Everyone, yeah, Blackout, Blackout's a lot faster and smoother and all that. That's Everyone's what slated. FPS. But I thought Blackout was a bit too arcadey. I, I want something. It is. It is, dude. But they focus yeah. the 60 FPS smooth, even on console, which is impressive. You yeah. can't say the same for Ring of Elysium. But, but it's yeah. not out on console. I Do you guess. know what I want? I want a game, one of these battle royales, but I want photo realistic. It'll come. Yeah, yeah. It'll come. There's a lot of assets, though. I mean, uh, Abbott could tell us how difficult those games are to get a kind of decent FPS and special console stuff. Look at what yeah, happened yeah. when they brought PUBG out for Xbox first time. It was Trash. atrocious. Yeah. They wanted yeah. to get it half decent, but still. Just forget all the consoles and just like not make games for them anymore. Just, just do it all for PC. <laughs> well, I just put an article there in the Discord saying uh, PC is still developers' favorite gaming platform and the lead is increasing. So that is bloody music to my ears. Like I thought it was going downhill, not uphill. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I agree with you, dude. I played the Ring of Lisa with you briefly, just the one game. I managed to squeeze in a game just before we started the pod. What do you think? And I was very skeptical. Skeptical. What is very skeptical? It's um, Scottish for skeptical. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm playing one quick game, and I am I I've got my doubts because I played PUBG. Um, very serious game. You can't just dip in and have the odd game of that. You, I feel you have to play a lot to be decent at it, and I just want to jump in. That's why I like a, like a normal multiplayer game of like Call of Duty or something. I can jump in 10 minutes, a bit of fun, and I'm out. But not with PUBG. Blackout, again, another serious game, although I played a bit of that. I liked it. It's very fast. It's easily the fastest, most fluid BR game that's out there, but like as Amit said, and you, Nick, it's not as shiny as the other two games because it's sacrificing that for frames. Yeah. Uh, I played Ring of Elysium and I'm like, this is okay actually. Like it's it's yeah, a middle house. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's okay. a middle house. I got a kill, which never happens to me. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm diving about and the what the guys never mentioned is you get three uh three starter packs you can get at the start of the game. You can have your your little wing that you fly about from place to place. You can have oh, a I grappling know. hook or what's the other one? Bye. It depends on what map you're playing. So ah, if, you yeah, play, yeah. if you play the snow map, you can get a glider, a rock climbing set, or a yeah. snowboard. And then the other map is a BMX. 
uh, grappling hook and uh, wing glider again. Yeah, yeah. I totally. Yeah. Do you know what? Until you said that, I totally forgot about the yeah. rock climbing kit. Yeah. Totally forgot about Nick, it. Nick had the grappling hook, and he told me to go with the grappling hook, which makes sense. But I was like, no, I'm going to glider, man. I see everyone with the glider. Yeah, Although the next time, not that many wanna... places to jump off on a glider. I want to try the BMX next time because I saw the good doctor like doing these tricks over buses. Yeah, yeah. He's vaulting over buses. I'm like, really? Yeah, you just showed cool. off, man. The thing is, I oh, like the grappling hook, it. and the reason why I like the grappling hook is because uh, I'll be fair. I w I'm alright, but Wacky in the community, he's well good at first-person shooters. And mm. if you saw his play yesterday, he had a whole squad on him, and he was literally jumping through windows. It was like he was bouncing all over the place, cartwheeling <laughs> and firing his grappling hook. And he literally came from outside, through the window, round the outside of the building, fired his grappling hook up into this tower. <clears> Four <throat> guys are closing in on him. And basically, he literally fires his grappling hook to the top of the tower, it pulls him up upside down like Spider-Man, and then he's just <laughs> he's there on the roof facing directly down, like vertical, and as they come in, he shoots them in the head. And I was like, oh, man, wow. I wish I could play like that. He was like an assassin. Ninja! Yeah, yeah, but that's his thing, dude. He's like an FPS expert. You, yeah. You've got your kind of genre and type of games that you like. We all do. <laughs> it's not FPS games for me. Uh... But he's just, and Steve as well, it sounds like he's a bit of an FPS uh, uh, man himself. So everyone's got their specialty, don't they? I want, yeah. to, I want to dip into a game that, like, and I think yeah. I can do that with Ring Elysium. Yeah, but the thing I is with Ring Elysium, like I've recently found that we've, everybody's gone off and sort of done their own little games they're playing. And we've yeah. sort of fallen apart from having games that we all would actually just have fun on together. He's uh, free. This could be the one. Yeah, yeah, and I was gonna say I have Barry to peer pressure, and I did download it just before the pod. So. Oh, we have a game Yay. with us after the pod. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she says that. That sounds like she said no, but she actually said yeah, but she meant no. It's, it's, anyway, it's she gets a better offer. Seven, and yeah, if we get done, I'll definitely play a game. But I don't want to get too into it that I don't want to go to work. Yeah, so but the thing is, what I like about it is, <laughs> to be fair, is you do get kills, and I like the way that they've done like their training. So when you get into your first game, if you're on your own, you go into the training game. It's just a normal game, but they give you bots. So you you feel you get you get the feel that you're killing loads of people in the first so game. So why did we not go in the training game? I've never played it before, man. It put me straight in with you. And yeah. I'm not saying you weren't helpful because you were, but I'm like I've no, never what played it, does, it before. What it does, Trev, is low levels, it, it, it slowly brings the bots out of the game until it's all when you get to I don't know what level it is. Was that guy I killed a bot? What? No, that guy you killed oh. was probably a real person. But what the yeah. way it starts is say you start on your own and you're playing a single player uh, mm -hmm. uh, singles. You'll go in, it'll be like, it might be, I don't know, 10 people in the game and then the rest are bots of the 60 people. Ah, uh, okay, that's a good idea. And, that's it, a and then it slowly fa phases out the bots so that you, you, let, yeah. you get better with it as people come in. Um, yeah, but Nick, what does that tell you? If you and I are getting kills in a game like that, what is that telling you about the game, man? <laughs> Because we would suck so much at like PUBG or Blackout nah, or something, but, you but know. But now you're wrong because I'm actually uh, I've got quite a few levels up. I'm level twelve, I think, like on the actual um, season. So I'm quite high up uh -huh. in it, and I'm still getting like two, three kills every game. And for me, that's enough. If I get one kill, I'm well happy. And the one thing we haven't like spoke about is like on um, Fortnite and PUBG, the circle gets smaller, doesn't it? Yeah. In this one, it's lava, and it doesn't get smaller as in a circle. It like the, the the map's like almost broken up into sort of segments, like counties, 
and they're really small and what it will do is it will actually randomly pick these parts so you get random shapes so the map rather than being a circle it might be a big u shape so then you've got to get round to the part that you think the map's going to go to and when you get to the last square now this is what i really like about it because it gives you options so say you're like me and you're a bit of a coward and you and you know you're <laughs> going to die from the last five best players in the game helicopter comes into the last square at the last point and it will just hover and there's a ladder now to win there's four seats on the on the helicopter and you've basically got to get up the ladder and into the helicopter if you get in you win the game now nice. them four people can be anyone once you're in the helicopter you're safe so what happens is you get like say 20 people in the last area and then you've got people that want to score points by killing people <coughs> you've got people that want to win the game so it's like then like me and Tre you trev we're like do we run for the helicopter or do we mm. fight it out or do we watch the ladder ready to get the kills mm. as people go up the ladder? Watch the ladder. It, ch it yeah. changes the whole dynamic of the game. Yeah, I won my first game. Nick died. Yeah. I, I, I ran for it and I got up there in time just in the nick of time. And I can't <laughs> believe I won my first game. Like, what? That never happens. Against bots. Now yeah, yeah. I knew there was something no, wrong. I'm joking. No. No, they weren't bots, them ones. So what you're saying is you left Nick to die so that you he could died. Win. He died. He just ran down like actually, I'm Nick. Pew, actually, pew, what I did do died. for him, it was his first game, and there was one guy behind a tree. He had us both pinned down. It was even no one was going to get us. So I said, "You run, Trev. I'm going to go as cannon fodder for you." Oh, you did not. Oh, Shut up, did. man. That's what I did. It's true love. I ran out there and I was like, "Shoot me, let Trev go." You, you just the haggis. You just showed them that sexy, skin-tight kind of seal suit that you had on. Cause you were yeah, but that was a bit weird for everybody else because we was in a duo game. We had six people in the room and all they're hearing you say to me is, oh, you look really sexy in that leather. And these lot are like, what's Trev keep saying that to Nick for? Uh -huh. But I was actually a woman with a white coat. It's on. the way he's lying on his side, like, you know, like the way women are lying on their side, like, looking all sexy and all that, and like, her, her, her behind her head. And, and he does this with his helmet on, and I'm like, oh, Nick. And everyone's like, what is he talking about? Oh, Nick's a female in the game. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I think it was turning Trev on a little bit too much, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> but yeah, Ring of Elysium, um, that's a game that I'm going to continue to play because I actually played it. Same. Very rare to go out and buy a season pass. And I went and bought the season pass straight away. Even how much is a season pass and how long does it quid, last? I think. How long does it last? Don't um, say a season. Uh, or 56 slap, days. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and basically in that 56 days, you've got like a hundred levels and every if you play it free to play every like mm -hmm. three levels or four levels you'll get a, an item um but if you pay for the like the season pass like Fortnite, you get another row but you get something every level so you get new skins you get oh. new colors backgrounds music seven pounds nothing man for like exactly. two months and that's i I've, I've got to be fair man i love the season pass idea because yep. it gives you the option, like you know, what I was saying about oh, I want to get a gun, and I don't want other people to have it. It gives you the yep. option if you put the time in to get the gun before everybody else. You think this is the model going forward? I think yeah, more I think games will be like Fortnite and Ring of Elysium. Do you know why the main reason why I like it? And this uh, could pretty be different because you, you can lot. kill things, and no, it never happens in another game for thing, you. One major difference that people <laughs> that you guys probably wouldn't even think about. And now right. look at me, yeah, I'm sitting in my room here, and I've got four gaming PCs in this one room. And my twin boys, they play all the games that I play. So if, say I want to go out and buy Battlefield, it's yeah, free. I'm paying 150 pound. <laughs> yeah, you're playing three, yeah. three. Yeah, and they might play it. They might play it for 10 minutes and put it down. With this, I pay what 25 quid or something. We all Do you get, get them the season pass as well. Yeah, I bought both of them as well because they, they. Oh. To be fair, Leo's better than me at it. 
You're a cool daddy. No, but Leo, like me and, me and Jesse, we're just winging it and playing. Leo, he's getting five <laughs> kills and he's winning every time. And and he's so, saving us. Like he's he's and really, and, really good. And about ten years, you could retire while he's a professional esports player. I swear to you, I'm like, not just son. bragging. Yeah, but he mm. is well good at first person shooters. Like oh, we eight, know that. You we know that. Reaper, you play competitive. How many eight year olds do you know that can keep up with competitive like players, like adults? I know a few that act like eight year olds. That's the way around. How many eight year olds do you know that can act like the competitive adults? <laughs> oh god, hardly any, mate. I do have a question though. You know how you said like instead of the circle closing in, you have random areas that get like swamped with lava. Yeah. Yeah. How, so what would happen if one player was on one side and it became inaccessible to get to another player? Yeah, they've got to give you a it's chance. Like, what, sure. what do you mean? You just run through to the next section. No, I think what Shell means if you're like uh, at the bottom left of the map and yeah. you find out the last circle or section is like the top right of the map because Nick, you said it randomly moves about, then yeah. there's no way you're getting across there. No, no, because what happens is it starts yeah, you... off. So when, it, when you land, it, you can mm -hmm. choose anywhere on the map. The whole map's open okay. to everyone. And when you land, you get six minutes. <clears throat> and in that six minutes, you loot up. When it gets to the, the last second of that six minute, then it will mm -hmm. show you, like, say there's 20 sections on the map, it will show you three of them or four of them that it is. And then, so you then, soon you've looted up, as soon as you see that line, then you know that you need to, and you can pretty much get across the map. There's cars and bikes and stuff, um, and you, you basically go to the edge of the area, and then you'll be in, like, say, six or seven, the next six or seven sections with the lava around it. And so then, you always have time to make it yeah. to the end part of the map then. Yeah, if okay. yeah, yeah. I thought like maybe okay. they got cut off or you wouldn't be able to get to the other players. And no, no, you can always no, get no. there. But if you, don't, <laughs> if you forget and you start looting up, sometimes you loot up and then you're like, oh my God, the line's there, we've got two minutes. And it's like, yeah. who's got a car? Or you all jump on your BMXs if you've got them and you go like the BMX bandits. Yeah, like uh, yesterday, uh, the 26th yesterday, uh, I played in a tournament for PUBG. And uh, it was a wee man's one. Uh, no, we didn't, unfortunately. Oh, but it, it kind of kind of brings me to the next point. Um, if you're on the wrong end of the circle, that's that's it. It's game over in PUBG. Yeah. Like if you pick a landing spot and all of a sudden the circle is way over the left and you're on the right, yeah, tough. Yeah, it's, it's hard to get across. But in this, I found yeah. that you can always get there if you keep your eye on the wall um, and you go for it. But I just think this game, the major major thing that I like about it is. I feel the gunplay is much more fairer. Um, you might agree that it's not it's not as precise as like PUBG or something like that. But it's more precise. It's actually more precise than PUBG. Like, yeah, the guns handle a lot easier. Yeah, because I found that I could shoot people and I'm not like... Like my mouse sensitivity, obviously you can change the sensitivity on any game, but I felt like when I'm aiming at someone, I'm actually aiming at them. But in PUBG, someone jumps out and I'm like, Wah! and my gun's everywhere. Wah! It, bullets are spraying all over the place. I'm like, man, I just acted like a right pansy then. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing new. I still think it's a bit clunky, man. I know it's probably better than PUBG, but like when I jump and I, I you know, your gun kind of goes up and down, that kind of motion, which is realistic, now but I it just feels it's in like cards not powerful. It now. feels like it's in jelly. So it's not <laughs> like when you play blackout. It's like you're you're moving really quick and you're fast. Blackout's and a triple A game. They've got a million developers building it. Well, no, I'm talking about PUBG as well. Then that's the AAA, and it feels clunky. I know Steve was telling me it got a lot better than it was before yeah, with but the mechanics. PUBG had but... issues. If you remember at the beginning, PUBG was oh, completely yes. messed up for the ages. Oh it was yeah, unplayable. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The frames when you played PUBG, you'd go into a town and it'd drop. 
PUBG is a completely different team. A completely different game to what it used to be. Yeah. It, it didn't need to change. It was all or nothing. But yeah, that's Ring of Elysium, or whatever they want to call it. Um, but I really like the game. You know, you can play it for free, so try it for free. Come jump in our Discord and play it with us. Let's put a message in what you think. And uh, if you want to jump onto a team, you know, I'm well up for teams of four. Pretty, pretty cool. But yeah, that that's the end of the, the gaming section for this this uh, month's podcast. Uh, brings us on to community and extras. And Trev, I, want, I believe you want to talk a little bit about your favourite game quickly. What, Ring of Elysium? <laughs> no, Rust. <laughs> I'll mention something really quickly before that I should have mentioned at the start that might be useful to some people in the community. Um, quite a lot of us are fans of Subnautica. Um, yeah. I don't know if you heard, they're bringing out a standalone expansion. Are they? Which, uh, yeah, it's called Below Zero and it hits um, PC uh, Early Access next week. <clears throat> uh, the full game with the DLCs come to cons as well, but it's going to hit us on the 30th, I think, of January. And right. it's going to be pretty buggy to start with. It's got like an hour or two of storyline in there, but just wanted to mention that, guys. Maybe give that a Google because uh, I don't know prices or nothing, but it's a massive popular game and it's a bit of extra DLC. So it's quite funny though, uh, Trev, mm-hmm. because I, I looked at community and extras and I thought you were going to talk about Rust server. I was mentioning <laughs> that quite on purpose. <laughs> was anybody else thinking that? that? I I clearly said I was mentioning something before that. He had a secret. Yeah, I do have a secret. Um, I have... I decided along with another guy called Taz John, who's in our community, but he's not not in it a lot, uh, that we wanted to uh, not buy, but rent our own Rust server because we were sick of uh, admins that either abused their power or people that would cheat... Yeah, people would cheat a lot as well. So you've got different server types in Rust. You've got uh, official, which um, (laughs) is very difficult to cheat in, but there's no no active admins at all. Or you have the community side of things, the community servers, where people like me will rent one, but you have admins in that that will abuse their power and stuff. Have you not got a computer in your house, like a... Like a workstation. Yeah, to run it myself. Uh, No, I don't. Um, I don't do that. And it's not something I would look at doing, certainly not now, until it became a lot more serious for me. Um, But, I mean, it was cheap as chips, Nick. I pay um, pay something like, it was like £18, £20 every three months between the two of us. So, like, £9 each or something. Oh, mate, you sound Uh, like you're dying. I'm not well, mate. I've got arms, not well. Uh, But, I mean, it's, it's it's something we just want to have power over ourselves. So the problem with new servers is they're usually dead at the start. So if people yeah. just want to come and chill and they don't want, like, a p- big <laughs> PvP action at the start, they want to practice building or whatever, so, uh, then look, look for a server called the Rusty Haggis. The Rusty and Haggis, how can you figure out? <laughs> and it's in the community section, not modded, not uh, official, the community section, because we like a pure vanilla experience, so... Um, but yeah, that's my my community news. You're all welcome. Yeah, to jump. How, how do you feel like obviously stepping into the world of of running servers and stuff? Yeah, it's, it know, is bloody hard, man. Like, yeah, people the, don't the realize how hard it is. Stuff you need and the amount of uh, things that you need to tweak and do. And I'm Not the that. guys that run the guys that run my server 
help quite a lot, but I'm asking them so many questions, they must be getting pissed off. Apart by now. from building a server, like me, like now the last one that I did was Empyrean, and mm -hmm. it's people don't know the pain of actually having to set that server up, change all oh, these settings in the yes. server, get it running. But then it's very frustrating. And this is what happened with the, the, the Empyrean server is I say to everybody, look, I'm going to put a server out there for us. I'm going to run it 24 hours for everybody. I'm going to host it from my own server. And as long as everybody gets on it. And then the main thing is, is literally people play it and then get off. Uh, and they don't do any getting the name out there. And for a server like your Rust server to get to get become what you want it to be, you need mm. people to back it and to, to spread the name and to get the name out there. And I just found, yeah. like, with when I did the last server, no one got on it. And I was like, oh, do you know what? It's a lot of work for me. I can't bother. I'll see how whenever, it goes. Sorry, whenever sure. I've like, No, you're fine. Whenever I've, like, um, done my own server for various games, I've always had to do it because I want a smaller population of people. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, to me, it's usually just me, a few friends, and, like, their That's friends. That's one way of looking like, at it. Maximum of, like, 20 to 30 people. Max. Usually it's like 10. And I always find like smaller servers much better than a big ass public server, which you invite everyone <coughs> and everything. But, well, um, it's, cer it's certainly smaller at the moment. <laughs> it's a 50 yeah. pop maximum and there's a few <laughs> people in there at any given time. So Yeah. Well, I think it depends on the game as well. I mean, like I, I did an ARC server that had, I don't know, I think we had over like 70 people in the end. And that was rough. Like that was horrible. But hmm. also like you'd have people texting you at all hours and like going, oh, the server's down, the server's crashed or this isn't right or something so it was nightmare yeah but you have to that, be a senior admin as well i found you've got to be involved yourself a bit more, oh, yeah, more yeah. and put in the time and effort the otherwise yeah. people well, are not interested when that server gets really popular like when uh empyrean first came out and they first released the servers we actually had the number one server for empyrean and oh, wow. there was there was like Ooh, a constant dope. hundred people on there and it was maxed Jeez. out all the time so yeah. as soon as one person left another person joined and the thing was, it was early in that game's life, and what was happening is people's, because the game was still not optimised, it had issues, there was problems, your spaceship could get lost, and like minerals and stuff would like get lost and disappear, and think, mm. people get stuck. And man, I put on there, like, this my Steam name, and said like, any problems, just contact me. Man, I was getting messages every like 10 seconds <laughs> of people that was on there, yeah. like, my ship's disappeared. And I was like, man, yeah. it's getting so long. Yeah, but yeah, that's why you need more than one admin, man. You need yeah. support. It's not like uh, there's two or three of us that help run it. So yeah, but that's a uh, Trev's Rust server, Rusty Haggis. Check it out if you like Rust Vanilla server. <laughs> and that takes us. Uh, <laughs> anyone else want to say anything about the community, or you're good? Oh, good. Thank you for the support, and we love you guys. Yeah, man. Yay. That takes. <laughs> Thank us you for the really cool welcome. That, we Appreciate still got the questions, you lot. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Oh, I, thought, I thought Shell was like finishing us out. She's like, right, anyway, boys. Mugging us off. Oh, you said, is there anything I wanted to say to the community? I was oh, like, right. I think it's that they know that we really appreciate them. Uh, I thought you thought it was yeah. over and you was like, right, and that's that's been a good one. All right, I'm done. I'll see you boys. Game over, <laughs> man. Don't shovel that snow. Nah, but anyway, oh, that, that takes us on to the, uh, the old questions. We've got a couple of questions in here. So uh, we'll do them and then that will be the end, Shell, and I'll let you uh, outro us out. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'll read the questions out as normal and then we'll just have a little chat about what you lot think and we'll go from there, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yep. Right, so the first question is from Gargoyle and uh, he's, he's actually talking about overclocking again and well, I think this question came in before we did the live show because 
if you like want to know a little bit about overclocking we did like a very basic um on our live show last wednesday which if you're listening to this later on in the month just go back to our twitch and our videos you'll see all of the streams there um and you'll see but yeah basically he asked us about doing some overclocking we did it live on the show showing you how to do it but anyway getting back to the question he says hey guys best gpu overclocking software best method should it be done with a cpu overclock simultaneously and that he runs uh nvidia cards now my my for me personally everybody's got their own view i don't know if any of you lot actually do any overclocking do you nah, no 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 point with gpu gpu boost 3.0 man not as much these days as, as you used to be able to have to overclock them more, but it does it for you now, doesn't it? Uh, I still overclock my cards manually, um, but I will only overclock when I get a frame drop. So at the moment, I'm on 100 frames solid in every single game. So until I drop down underneath that, I won't overclock my card until I need to. And then I'll do a profile for that game. And then, so say like GTA, that would have been one of the ones back <coughs> in the day that would always be needing overclocks because it was like so struggled to play. So on a game like that, I'd have a profile for GTA and then I'd overclock the card for that. And when I play it, it'll recognize that and then it will load its own settings in and stuff. But um, anyway, getting back to it, for me, the the overclocking software I use is... I, a lot of people don't use it because you get some like compatibility issues, but I use MSI Afterburner. Even though it mm-hmm. says MSI Afterburner, it still works with all the GPUs. You can still overclock them. It's all sliders. It's all very simple. So check out MSI Afterburner. Um, a lot of the cards you have, like if you get an Asus card, sometimes they'll come with their own overclocking uh, programs. Like you can, if you get an Asus card, you can get AI Suite 3 or you can get, I think it's um, AI Suite 5. And that will overclock your CPU and your graphics card uh, for you. And it'll do an automatic overclock and you can choose it to do a stable overclock. So it will do it for you. Um, if you are like happy to have a go, because a lot of people are like really scared of overclocking because of temps and stuff but if you're happy to have a go at it um yeah i would go with afterburner and then i'd download 3d mark the demo on steam and then you can sort of get your score and then you can play with the overclocking and then you can do the score again and see if it's gone up or down but if anyone wants to know about overclocking you can always ask us jump in the discord and we can always give you like a, a quick tutorial um how to get on it but um like with the best method it's hard to, it would take me a long time to probably go through the best method of doing it. Uh, very simply is you check your temps to start with, then you'll do your your uh, your base clock for your CPU or your GPU, whichever one you're using. You take that up a little bit, a little bit, until you get it to a nice level. Then you do your, your uh, memory clock, and then basically that's it. But without going really, really far into that uh, and doing like a proper tutorial like we did uh, on the Wednesday show, it would mm-hmm. be pretty tricky, but yeah, with the um, if, you, if they do have time, definitely check out the Twitch stream of the twenty third because it was I I learned a lot, yeah, and it was really good, and I just think if you've got a lot of questions or you want to learn more, definitely check it out. Yeah, it was it was a it was the lower end, it was basic, so it wasn't it wasn't touching voltages and stuff like that. It was yeah. just doing a basic overclock just so you can get that like little little percentage up, you know, pretty much yeah. from like a normal card to an overclocked card you'd get more than that out of it. So it's still uh, enough to be worth doing. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. me, what I do is I always overclock my CPU. Um, like mine's running at 4.7 at the moment. I can have it at 5.2, but I don't see the point. Give it six months ago, I'd always have it around 4.4. Now I'm sort of 
I always want it to be sort of 4.7 to 4.5 and I find that that runs perfect don't need to go any higher than that um, but yeah but Gargoyle I know that you was on the stream so I know I've answered this question for you and for anyone else what I will say is if you want to know more about overclocking and stuff like that you know get on our discord give me a message and then we'll have a chat about it and we can always have like show you how to do it and if we get some time together but yeah Anything you lot want to say about the overclocking is just just not not there for you lot. I never overclock my GPU, not because you shouldn't, but just because I prefer not to. I'm happy with the performance I get from it. Uh, I overclock my CPU a little bit. I'm no expert. Literally, it's all down to you guys. <laughs> Fair enough. There you go. <laughs> That's the truth of it. Be like Armet. Come and talk to me and get me to do it. But I'll yeah. get you to sign disclaimers first. <laughs> nah, it's all good. I, I'm too scared to do it, but I don't find that I need to. So not right now anyway, but I'm sure in the future I'll be like, Nick. Yeah, well, it's funny because the next, the next one's a similar sort of question. So I'll read this out as well. And this one comes from um, Skidoo in the community. Um, he's been in our community for a long time. He always gets involved. So it's good to see a question from you there, dude. And basically he says, here we go. So he says, Extreme PC UK, here's a question for the next podcast. If you extreme overclock on your liquid cooled GPU and it only gets to a maximum of 60 degrees, does that mean the card's longevity? I can't say that word. Longevity uh, yeah. will not be negatively impact. And he says, "My favourite podcast. Great bunch of folks. Thanks, Skidoo. Cheers, dude. That's nice words. We much appreciate. Cheers, them. mate. It's, it's nice to hear something back. You know, like so. Cheers for that. Um, basically, so if you uh, if you overclock on your liquid cooler, it, it gets to a maximum of sixty degrees. Basically." I, I I wouldn't say that it would do anything to the to the length of the card because it's the higher the higher temperatures which are going to slow your card's life down. Because if you think about it, like an AMD card as well, uh, I'm not sure if they still do it, but the older ones they would work backwards, so they'd clock themselves up to 100 degrees, like sort of thing, and then they'd throttle. Now, my card here, I've got a 2080. Uh, it's not actually overclocked right now while I'm talking, and the max I've seen it. It's got heavy water cool on it. It does not go over 60 degrees. Uh, I think it went up to 70 once, and that was because the game was really unoptimized, and there was a lot of stuff running, and it was a really weird scenario. But apart from that, it never goes over 60. So to be fair, I'm really not worried about it because that's the it would be that's lower temps than what your graphics card would be at standard. Do you know what I mean? What do you, what do temps do you lot get? Do you worry about your graphics card temps, or do you not bother? Not really, no. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty happy because they're built to sustain themselves. Yeah, and that's that's what I normally tell people is if you go and buy a graphics card, they're like, I bought a graphics card that's running at 70 <laughs> degrees. And I'm like, well, if it's running at degrees, that's because it's been designed to go to that temperature. Otherwise, it will throttle itself back, you know. Um, so, yeah, if, if if your liquid cooler gets it down to 60 degrees, it's just going to be the same as normal. If you're running it at like 80 degrees all the time, then maybe. But... One of the things I always say to people is, how long do you actually keep your graphics card for? Because I change hmm. mine like every two years. I change mine like my un underwear, so yeah, or I do an Amazon job, which is literally changing your underwear all the time. But yeah, so yeah. it's pretty much like, you know, if you're thinking like five years length, then, you know, maybe there might be a difference. But at the 60 degrees mark, it's not going to make no difference because it's the, the temp. To be fair, the card is doing what the card normally would do, but just at lower temps, so it's not going to affect it whatsoever. But yeah, 
And I hope that that uh, answers your questions, Kadu. If you want me to talk more about it, just jump on one day. We'll have a chat about it. What was that? Did someone just Indiana, Indiana Jones <clears throat> just come in? Indiana Jones? That was like you hey, cracked hey, a whip. Hey, hey. He's a noisy lad. Nah. He's a noisy lad. <coughs> I'm not well. I'm not well. You've got I a young lady again. in there and you just smacked her ass really hard. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. <laughs> that is exactly what I, I thought. I thought you like. couldn't say anything like that in the proper pod. Sorry, dude. Uh, I couldn't help you. But that, did that I sound apologize. like that? I apologise. Nah, I'm, just, I'm just not well again. I felt ill again. Well, you then. don't sound well. I am not well. <laughs> <laughs> we can understand that you need to drop off, dude. Uh, this is a long pod, to be yeah. sure. But yeah, um, as he has got the snuffles, people, we did say recently that basically um, we now put the pod out live. Can you still hear me? Is theirs. Um, we probably should wrap up to be fair because uh, it's been a long enough pod. Well, it's been very me. long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear you before, dude. We couldn't hear you before, but I, I was just trying what... to wrap up on your behalf. That went about oh, right, Pete cool. Tong, so. <laughs> I think I've Pete Tong. But anyway, did we finish Steve, all the questions, Steve dude? Downloading, Steve's downloading PR. Yeah, we finished all the questions up to hmm. um, Steve's, but if I would say let's just leave it because yes, we did yeah, just get we some weird, weird thing just happened. We're talking about temperatures and that, and then my computer decided it's going to close down on me. Everything shut off, including the computer, and you lot wasn't talking. It was all gone. Everything was black. I thought the computer completely shut down. Oh. Did you see well, bright lights ahead of you and like white I don't lights? Know, it's going a bit crazy. And then <clears> I started crazy. randomly mashing up my keyboard and <laughs> put some power back on, and it came back, and you were still here. So, but it's changed everything. Everything's changed on my screens. All the resolutions have gone funny and that. So, yeah. Uh oh. But never mind, people. Press record, right? Yeah, yeah. I've pressed record. I'd hope it recorded that. <laughs> <laughs> Just delete you the whole. You missed my amazing outro. Oh, uh, God, do it again. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, well, we anyway. were wrapping up in your behalf, weren't we, Shell? Like, yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming along. Thanks for joining. Great questions. Blah blah blah. Well, I'm glad you lot did take over. It's good to hear. <laughs> of course, well, man. But yeah, <laughs> before the whole yeah, I'll check it after. But if if you do, if you're listening and you just get like silence for a couple of minutes, yeah, don't worry yeah, about yeah. it. It's because we had issues yet again. Nick, Nick didn't die. He, no, he, no. He... An alien entered today. entered my building. But yeah, that does bring us the end of the pod. Uh, Can I make one last quick sweeping thing? Go on. Uh, so I'm just I just checked out some deals that's going on. Fallout 76, you can get it for just under eight pound there as well. Still going down. <laughs> still going down. Still depreciating. It'll be free to play soon, no, man. Saying, there's a massive yeah. thing. That's something um, we should have put in the news. There's a massive thing about it being free to play, but yeah, then they when they came out saying it's never going to be free to play, but that doesn't mean it won't be one p. Yeah, it will be true, very, true. very cheap. But yeah. And uh, Dying Light, like the following Enhanced Edition on CD Keys is also £12, which is a pretty good deal. Cool. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it, really. Cool, man. Cool. That brings us to oh, the end cool. of the pod. Uh, Steve, I hope you enjoyed it, and you'll be on from now on. Yeah, so. Definitely, I'd like to be a regular. Yeah, you're more than welcome to get on. Check out Steve's um, Twitch, uh, Reaper Steve, on Twitch. And uh, yeah, that brings us to the end of the pod. So cheers for listening, everyone. Um, sorry about the little thing going on at the end. I don't know what happened there. But, uh, like we said, we're very amateur. It's all a bit of fun. And uh, yeah, cheers for listening, guys. And we will see you all on the next one. See you later. Thanks for, Thanks for having us, Nick. Bye. See you guys. Cheers, people. Bye.
Extreme PC. <laughs>